0: Welcome to the Marvel evolution show myself Andy Stead
1: and I'm Jorian Gibson
2: and I'm Alex Stroud
3: and I'm Monty Harry and it's good to have you back Monty how are you I'm wonderful great to great to be here as always I love catching up with you guys looking forward to a, another great uh episode well we couldn't have a black
0: Panther, Wakanda forever review episode without asking you along so uh-huh. uh, appreciate That's that up. man yeah Yeah. that's all good so if you're wondering why monty's here anybody that's listening or watching uh that's exactly why monty's here because uh we are going to talk about wakanda forever today Uh, we've all seen the movie and if you haven't seen the movie now's the time to probably switch off we're not going to get spoilers yeah boiler alert yeah we're not going to get stuck straight into wakanda forever right this very second we're going to go through some sort of um you know the pleasantries and a little bit of uh, news about the mcu so you can probably stick around for the next sort of 15 20 minutes um and obviously whenever we are about to divulge any huge information about wakanda forever we'll give you a a, a fair warning but um this is this is your warning at
2: the top of the show um alex how are you good good i actually just saw this movie last night and um, so, it, like, it took me a little while to absorb it, you know. Um, yeah. after seeing it, it's a very powerful film. So, Absolutely. been kind of been kind nice. of taking the day to absorb it a little bit more, you know. Think about nice. it.
1: Nice, Jaren, How are you? Doing good, but for some reason the chat's not here today. So, what's going on with that? Oh, hmm. man! In man in the chair. We'll let you crack on. Oh, it's coming in. It's coming in, but I just can't chat out. It seems. Oh well. Okay all right well we we can see stuff um well like i
0: said pleasantries i've just found a, a a new uh a new brother in regards to um watching the defenders saga um cory on our group is almost at the exact same point as i am in a rewatch no, of no, the defenders no, no. but he's going he, he said to me just a moment ago he said oh but we're watching a couple of episodes a
3: night and I'm like, I'm never going to keep up with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm kind of sporadically on it. My fiance, Brittany, hasn't seen all of the uh, Netflix Marvel stuff. So we are, we're just at the end of Defenders and we're trying to get through to Daredevil 3 and then Punisher and all that. So
0: yeah, that's it. Well, that's kind of the same as what I've rewatched it all because I'd watch um, chunks of it. And then little bits of it, and then missed out bits of it, and I want to just go back through it and watch it all properly again. So, uh, so yeah, so that's it's, that's where I'm at.
3: With it's that. great, and it holds up really well. So, you know.
0: yeah, no, I'm looking forward to. Uh, well, I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying watching it. So, um,
3: yeah, that's great.
0: So that's what I'm going to be doing. I know that um, Jamie C asked what we was all going to be doing on on uh, in the gap now between now and Quantum Mania because we seem to have a three month gap before any more MCU content. So I said that amongst them. Um, reading death of doctor strange and trying to read the reckoning war that's what i'm going to be doing filling my time with the defender saga
2: well nobody nobody rushed out to watch iron fist I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. yeah i
0: will i will still do it though i will still do it um oh and there he look there's jamie now as if by as if by magic jamie turns up i was just talking about
1: yeah rocky says good to have you monty and then Thanks, jimmy Roxy. says Hi, Monty. Great to see you there. So, oh, look
0: how popular Monty is. So, Darren, uh, we're going to get into some news. So, what have we got?
1: Uh, first thing, Spider Man across the Spider Verse news. Uh, they're adding Daniel uh, Kaluuya um, as Spider Punk, uh, also known as Hobart Hobie Brown, to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a lot of rumors, too, that we're going to see Tom Holland Spider Man in the film as well. So interesting to see um, if it's going to be him voicing it or if they're going to use the voice actor from What If possibly or how they're going to work that out. Speaking of Tom Holland Spider-Man, there's a rumor that he has a new contract with uh, Sony and Marvel. There's no details on it, but the rumor is another trilogy.
4: Hmm.
3: Yeah, I've heard heard as many as almost five or six in, in the rumor mill, which is strange because, you know, Kevin Feige kind of came out and said he was kind of against that. A while ago but at the same time the sony situation makes it a little bit more unique so they you know he might be the only one signed on for so many pictures not everyone else mm-hmm.
0: yeah See?
1: appearances you know and that kind of stuff so yeah correct that's
0: that that'd make it in about 50 years time i, I feel like the sony sit, <laughs> the sony situation would be a great movie
2: <laughs> 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 do you know what i
0: mean just entitled the, the sony situation,
2: situation. Right? <laughs> that, that's <laughs> That's pretty brilliant, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Give them some time to work the kinks out, you know. A
0: <laughs> look back on mm-hmm. on the, the catastrophe that was the Sony situation.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have some uh Eternals 2 news. Uh Kumal uh Nanjiani has spoken and he says, I have no idea. I don't think Patton was right. That's Patton Oswald about the lines about Pip the troll and, and the sequel stuff. He says, i think there was a hoax website one of those where it's like one letter off from the real one they tweeted it and it spread around and i think that's what patton saw so yeah there's still no word on eternals 2 so we'll we'll see what happens here oh jimmy smith's in the the chat Ah. speaking of the sony situation disney just need to give sony what they want so we get a king on the black storyline yes (laughs) i agree yeah (laughs) great
0: black would be awesome
1: but yeah, but speaking of Eternals, too, there is no word or anything. All the actors are kind of in the dark. Um, So yeah, nothing there yet. Hmm.
3: Yeah, it doesn't help that that's the lowest rated uh, Rotten Tomato score, um, base four movies. So couldn't be tough. Uh,
2: and they left think, us with a cliffhanger, you know, yeah. like,
3: like, so they got to do I, something there. I hope so, too. I mean, I, well, I enjoyed it. But a lot of people did
0: I did, not, too. Did so did I enjoyed it as well. I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but I did enjoy it. But I think that um, it was it was a lot different from a Marvel movie, wasn't it? You know, it, was, it wasn't it was really a typical Marvel movie. Correct. Uh, that, that, that doesn't mean it wasn't, it wasn't good. Yep. And it doesn't mean it's not got a place in the MCU. That's not what I mean. But I think that, you know, when people go and watch a Marvel movie, they kind of expect something, don't they? And don't think they got what they expected. And that's probably why it wasn't as popular,
3: maybe. Yeah. I think they also dramatic and serious. Hmm.
1: I think the missed opportunity when we talk about Wakanda forever to make a leap yeah. there. And I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, Ryan Reynolds news. So, some Deadpool stuff. Hmm. Um, he talks about complications with X Men in the MCU. He said it's not like adding Hugh Jackman to a movie like this is a hard sell. It's an uh, immediate, empathic, unqualified yes. It's a lot of the parts and Fox and X Men and all that kind of stuff that Marvel needs to sort through. A lot of red tape in order to make that happen, and they did it. And I'm really grateful they did it because for me working with he was a dream come true. But working with Logan and having Logan and Wade together in a movie is beyond any dream I would ever be a dash enough to have. So I'm really, really super effing excited to do this uh film. So Yeah. Um he also went on to talk about Deadpool 3. Um, production will start before summer of 2023 and filming in your neck of the woods in the uk andy mm. yeah a lot of stunning i just found out actually that um just
0: digressing over to star wars at the minute um that there was a lot of episode seven of andor that was recorded uh about two seconds away from where i used to work in london mm-hmm. um, so yeah so it's a it was uh one of the like sort of uh living complexes but uh yeah, it's nice when you see things like that. You go, I know that place. <laughs> <laughs> I know money gets that all the time being in New York. Yeah, like, yeah, in New York, York best, City man. You yeah, walk the down
3: the street, you walk down the street, you get hit with Thor's hammer. You know what I mean? the best we
0: can manage over here is some woods somewhere. <laughs> <Like, laughs> there's the woods that was used in Age of Ultron, and there's the woods that were used in Black Widow, or the woods that were used in Thor. Or, but uh, yeah, as we know, Tom, we've when we had Tom Duke on from Stepping Through Uh yeah. you know talked a lot about the, the the um the woods and those kind of wooded areas over here but
1: uh yeah it'd be interesting to see where they filmed Deadpool um he also noted that uh he only fully revealed that the film's plot to Jackman after he agreed to return and he can't wait to unleash the movie to the audience um there's also a rumor that Owen Wilson will reportedly reprise his role as more Mobius I almost said morbius mobius (laughs) from loki and deadpool 3 will have a big role but it won't just be more mobius of the tva it will be the tva also Mm. in this movie so this sounds like they're gonna be possibly some incursions and some time traveling and other things where this can make a uh an issue Um, i'm telling you i'm telling you it's bill and ted's excellent adventure yeah (laughs) it really is
0: i mean do you remember when we saw that the um the timekeepers as well it literally looks like the scene from bill yep. and ted when they go when he go and sees the timekeepers i'm yeah. telling you, this is going to be like one big spook of bill and ted you got you got logan and logan and way and then mobius is going to be the rufus character and he's just going to be like <laughs> yeah he's going to be taking them through the different multiverses he's going to be their guide through the multiverse as they try and rescue as many incursed uh x-men or fantastic four or whoever from everywhere
2: and Deadpool two ends with him literally going back in time with that time he travel device, changing events. Time. So like him, yeah, him changing events. Like they're definitely coming for him, you know. Like
0: it was that. It's just, did you see the little meme that I posted on the group about ten minutes ago? It was um, it was a six cents. Haley Haley Jones was sitting there in the bed going, "I see Deadpool," and then Bruce Willis's character goes, "Do you mean dead people?" And he went, "He goes, no, Deadpool.
1: He's right behind you." At the next <laughs> scene. <laughs> oh, that's great. um he also uh the rumor another rumor states too that Ryan Reynolds has plans to revisit the other Fox franchises in Deadpool Three, including the original fast Fantastic Four from two thousand oh, and five and even some of the cast potentially being in the film. So, yeah. Chris Evans
3: as the human torch, that would be fantastic.
0: The main one was, full, uh, full sorry, can you imagine his full full break on that one? When he he, yeah. he
1: sort of looks at Chris Evans and looks back at the screen and goes, Wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the biggest one, though, there's I've seen so far is, um, Mr. Fantastic, uh, Ian, um, yeah, Grufford, yes, being in there, um. Moving on to Agatha, Agent of or Covenant of Chaos. Um, Eric Andre and Sashir Zamita join in Underscroll's roles. Um, Zamata is expected to have a reoccurring role um, in the series while Andre is said to only appear in one episode. Um, what is Jimmy saying here from the chat about Deadpool? TVA could be replacing um, LNL from one of his early stories.
0: Who's LNL? I'm not sure who that is.
1: Uh, if he elaborates, life, I'll, I'll put, yeah, I'm yeah. going to draw a blank there. Um, other news, and this one Alex asked me about earlier, um, Aubrey Plaza uh, being cast in the series, likely as the primary antagonist that Agatha will go up against. Um, Joe Locke, Alion and Maria Diza have been added to the cast, with the latter two playing magic users of some sort. Um, now, the rumor was Aubrey Plaza at first, but she actually spoke and said why she joined, so it is confirmed that she's in the series um she says i haven't talked about it yet it's a fun character i'll just say speaking of manifestations it's all coming together for me with this part katherine Hahn, she's a friend of mine i've known her for years we showed a couple moments on screen in parks recreation 10 years ago but i've never gotten to work with her really she's one of the most incredible actresses that's working today she's a friend of mine she speaks my language to be able to get on screen with her and go toe-to-toe with her is what's driving me I think it's cool that Marvel, that it's Marvel and all that, but I'm really just interested to work with Katherine Hahn. So there you go. She is in this series and confirmed it herself after all the rumors.
0: Hmm. Okay, cool. Be interesting. Right. If she plays. Yeah, there
1: is a rumor. Um, it says a report about that, that she could be uh, the villain. Um, according to the report, the series, or I'm starting minus remind some different um, next rumor. Remember we talked about Jake Locke last week? about him joining the cast. Um, He is playing Billy Kaplan, is the rumor, and slash a different version of Wiccan, who shares a soul with Billy Maximoff. Um, The report also said that Maria Disa has been cast as a Jewish woman in a recurring role that is being paired with a Jewish man of the same age. While Disa's casting is not new news, she had been reported by the trades of playing one of the several witches who are expected to be associated with Khan's title character. So it sounds like this is Rebecca and Jeff Kaplan, uh, Billy Kaplan's parents in this casting, so it definitely does. Looks like we're going to get an older uh, version of Wiccan in this series. Um, Jimmy Smith reports back here from his thing. Uh, Lando, look, uh, Lookman, and Lake—they believe he was the Mithras to save the world. They were so. Oh yeah, that's right. Smarts of the TVA. Okay, I see what you're going with now. Okay. But, thank sure. you, Jamie. I'm not familiar with him, but thank you for clearing that up, Jay. Um. Furthermore, the possible there's a villain. Uh, report too as well possibly. The series looking to a cast a female to portray a strong evil and agent soul in a reoccurring supporting role. The character is described as having a chilling effect simply through her presence, and that the studio is looking for actresses with previous experience with motion capture who also either stunt or dance experience. And honestly, this rings out as Morgan Lefay. Mm. This description. So something to keep an eye on for the the villain in Agatha. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I guess they could always do something like Lilith too. Yeah, was to go that route as well.
1: You mentioned see who Ari Plaza ends up playing too. Will she be a friend or a foe? You know, what role she have in the series? Mm.
3: The motion capture makes me think uh, Mistress Death possibly too. It's yeah. um, you know, just CGI and having to wear a lot of prosthetics or whatever that could be that as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to Daredevil news, <laughs> it will shoot on location in New York starting in February 2023. And lasting until the year's end in December, so it looks like they're filming all eighteen episodes possibly at one shot. Wow! Mm, if they're filming for the bit. yeah,
0: that's a long feed. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right outside <laughs> of my house, yeah, yeah I <laughs> uh,
1: almost the entire year filming it. Wow! So, wow. Um, some Disney Plus news: <clears throat> Disney added uh, plus added twelve point one twelve point one million subscribers. Miss Marvel highlighted as a contributor. In that report, well, I uh, that
0: brought a load of new people. Yep, yeah, awful. demographic, which yeah, is exactly what they wanted. I mean, that was the whole course. point
3: of that, you know, yeah,
0: of that offering. So, but what's great. that We're now? Also, about how many? Is that now about 140 million people,
3: sub subs. They've got a billion, yep. no, no, a million. Nef- be, nef- billion. Netflix is <laughs> shaking. Netflix is shaking in their boots, though. That's all I know. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, do. You know what? I was, I was, I was going through my sort of subscriptions the other day, and I was looking. You know, we've got Prime, we've got Netflix, we've got Disney Plus, and we've got, Prim. um, you know, Sky TV. And I was sitting there. We use Prime quite a lot, uh, because you know delivery service and things like that, and music. And obviously, we use Disney Plus a lot. And I'm looking at Netflix now, thinking, do you know what? Don't use it as much as 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 I used to. There's not
1: so much stuff on there now.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I watch the true crime stuff on Netflix. That's about it. um bob chapek did talk about disney plus growth he said the rapid growth of disney plus in just three years since launch is a direct result of our strategic uh, decision to invest heavily in creating incredible content and rolling out the service internationally and we expect our dtc operating losses to narrow going forward um and that disney plus will achieve profitability in fiscal 2024 right now they're basically breaking even right now for the most part um I, I,
3: that's crazy.
1: Yeah, that fast?
3: That fast, that fast that's
1: insane. I, oh. I, I'm still amazed.
0: We're well, not amazed, but I, I think the timing of the Disney Plus launch, it, it, it just couldn't. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but you know, if if I had to blame, if you know, if somebody said Disney were to blame for COVID, I wouldn't have been surprised because <laughs> it was just perfect, wasn't it? Perfect. They, that that was released in February, March. 2020 and then we was all told we weren't allowed to go out for the next six months and it's like oh well here we go we've got loads of content that you can watch um on this new platform that we just so happen to have just brought out like i said i'm not a conspicuous that's ridiculous i'm I'm fully aware of that but i mean yeah. how it's what luck. amazing timing yeah what amazing time it,
3: it's luck but you know what they say luck is preparation meets timing yeah. so yep. you know when you, when you have everything all ready to go and you just you can kind of pick your spots they could have probably done it whenever they wanted but then they were yeah. all right everyone's home pull that trigger and hey, remember- back when they first
0: released it and everyone was moaning about the fact that they weren't uh there was no fresh content on there oh this is all stuff that we've seen before yeah all right it's only the first couple of months give it you know a year and you'll see great stuff and we did so yeah. hey monty guess what yeah
1: buffalo just lost in over time wow <laughs> oh ellen so threw an that- end zone interception so that's the Dolphins are in first place. Yep. And the Jets are still chugging along. So
3: let's, let's go. go Jets.
1: Um, going on about the statement, assuming we do not see a meaningful shift in economic climate um, by realigning our cost and realizing the benefits of price increases in our Disney plus ad supported teal tier coming December 8th, we believe we'll be on the path to achieve a profitable streaming business that will drive the continued <laughs> growth and generate shareholder value into the future. So, um, well, it, sorry,
0: what was that that little bit there, the ad supported tier? Yep.
1: They're having an ad supported tier launch December eighth. I almost dropped my laptop yeah. now. <laughs> so shocked. Jeez. Um so 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 okay, so hold on. So they're gonna add
0: adverts to their to their service. To their A adverts. lower tier with ads. As in as in, you know, you're gonna have to pay extra now to not Not adverts. have ads. I think they're, no, I mean, no, what no. they're
1: going to do is they're adding a lower end tier that's cheaper that's going to have ads, not change what oh, they have. because I think they've already raised prices already yeah. on the current service. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, oh, everyone's a- doing it. Netflix is doing it. Yeah, you know, I mean, doing it now.
2: Disney owns Hulu, don't they?
1: Yep. Isn't that what Hulu does? Yeah. 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 And then uh, Jamie goes. I think Amazon Prime has it now here as well. So yeah, I think they might do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Secret Wars, Kevin Fogg did address uh, the director. He said, well, I would want Ryan to do anything at any time. Ryan Coogler says that he's been the buzz about doing it um, at any time because he's a singular talent and a great person to spend years with. But no, in all honesty, there have been no conversation. We've not spoken to him about Secret Wars, which is interesting when we get to some Wakanda stuff because it sounds like there's some um, multiple Wakanda projects in the works and along with Ironheart. That his production company is handling so i, I could see why he's not going to be doing secret wars because he'll be busy doing other things for marvel mm,
0: i i i like i like i like what kind of forever and i like ryan kugler but i don't think
1: i don't think he's got what secret wars needs from world building and visuals i could see him do it but he might have to be paired with a strong writer um for that as to to do that to get to bring the whole story together mm um chris evans news chris evans did speak about playing captain america and said he misses playing captain america um they're challenging but the beauty is movies are great you get out what you put in it's been a wonderful very symbiotic relationship um so i've been thrilled to do it i think when the movies end you're very happy to have a break but very quickly you miss it i miss it now but yeah i'm very grateful i'm very happy to have been a part of them which it sounds like he's open to coming back which i agree with annie has said in the past you know don't, you know, do anything until Secret Wars.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. don't need him back. Not in a minute. Uh, coming here from Roxy about um, the flag comments, Secret Wars, and Coogler. Yes, we need more Wakanda, which I agree.
3: Well, the Disney Plus series is going to be on the way.
1: Well, be, actually, there's supposed to be two, and there might be more, uh, which I'll, we'll get to that here shortly. Um, Secret Invasion news real quick. Uh, rumor, Charlene Woodward will play Priscilla, Nick Fury's wife, in Agent of Sword.
4: Hmm.
1: Co. Cool. that's the rumor um wonder man rumor courtney cox has reportedly had chats with marvel to join the wonder man cast
0: hmm.
1: that's interesting so, yeah mm-hmm. that's interesting Probably interest.
0: yeah. do you think how, i mean how old is she now courtney cox she yeah, must be she must be well yeah yeah, yeah well that's actually, yeah you're right actually hmm. Ma- some sort of manager or yeah, talent I mean, person or yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah about.
2: But well, wasn't Bob Odenkirk supposed to be like yep. rumored yeah. as her agent, or I mean, as Wonder Man's agent, or whatever? Yeah, but she
1: Just could some... be like a competing agent or yeah, a talent that's... agency, or working with Bob Odenkirk, mm-hmm. with maybe his character. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's what I was thinking. That 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 kind of suits. That I, I think that suits her quite a lot. Actually, I can see her doing that kind of role.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, another rumor: Fantastic Four. Um, there I had a January 2024 production start, which is interesting because there's still no casting news. We have a director, but no casting news. So <laughs> yeah, it's interesting so that the rumors floating, that it's going to be starting soon. They're going to start filming next month, basically. Yeah. No, 20, no, 2024. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's loads of time. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Cloud goes, Is Wonder Man actually confirmed? Yes. Uh, they yeah. haven't really done anything official like at Disney plus or you know, D23 and like that, but it is confirmed it's happening um new world order um nate moore confirms production starts shooting next spring for captain america new world order um and now we're going to get into the wakanda news this is not the review part yet so you can still stay i can actually i'll just drop this point the spoiler warning now so spoilers because, yeah so if you're listening and you haven't seen the wakanda forever and you don't want any spoilers i would stop listening now put your earmuffs on um and then come back to this later once you've seen it you know we're gonna do the news portion now of it but we might get into parts of the movie during the news discussion yeah. so yeah here we go there are multiple Disney Plus projects planned um, Iron Heart will be the first spin off which is going to be a direct sequel um, of Wakanda Forever um, there's gonna be an Akoi. Akoye Dora Milaje Centrix Disney Plus series, which we know about. Yes. There's another one we don't know, but given the mid credit scene, I think where that's gonna go with that one. Um, the other ones from the from the news says they would focus on characters that would be completely new. So that's interesting as well. So something like we're gonna be getting some new faces in Wakanda and looking at some 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 stories around them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I am um... Yeah, I'm, I like the way that they introduced uh, Riri and we'll get stuck into that a little bit more. But um, I find that quite interesting that obviously Riri had this kind of small side part in this movie. And although T'Challa had a bigger part in Civil War, it was kind of the same, wasn't it? He had He had a sort mm. of side part in Civil War and then he was then... You know we introduced him we was introduced to him then and then he was thrust into his own movie and it's the same with riri she's kind of, we've been introduced to her and now she's been thrust into her own project you right know? so it's nice that
1: they've kind of returned the favor to another
0: character almost you know
1: i agree yeah. um okay. jimmy goes uh in midnight angels which i could see that happening after what we saw in wakanda forever that could also be part of the okoye centric series as well um building that one uh, oh Rock- yes yeah yeah Roxy goes. I need a ba- Mbaku show so bad. Which yeah. I would love to see more yeah, of Mbaku. No, no. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I um, that. He was great. Jimmy Smith goes. Uh, uh, Dania G is going to be very. Is going to be busy. Busy. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She's
0: got a Walking Dead show as well. That she's got to be yeah. filming, and if she's going to be filming her own Marvel show as well, she is going to be a busy person. N- not Walking... Walking Dead. Uh, so um, the new Angelina... off yeah, Andrew Lincoln uh, and her are going to do a, a, a Rick and Michonne. Oh, right, right, okay, uh, okay.
3: Jokes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I did
2: hear. Weren't they originally going to do like a Daryl and uh, uh, Carol? She, Carol, yeah, thank you.
3: Um,
0: yeah, like a spinoff of them too. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, Melissa McBride dropped out of that, um, mm-hmm. so it's just it's now just Daryl's just just Norman Reedus doing it on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, which to be honest, I I I, I think would probably be better i think we've seen enough of that pairing that we don't need to see any more of it you know i think their story will hopefully be done next week um and i don't think we need to see more of them but i I, i'm not sure i like norman Reedus. i do and this is my worry about him as i know we've sort of spoke to him about um yeah i don't after watching him try and be and i'm not this is this is no no offense to um Uh, Norman Reedus at all, but watching him try and be the main focus of The Walking Dead, which they kind of have tried to make him, he just hasn't quite got that gravitas and that sort Mm. of charisma to pull off leading man. And I I don't think and again, I don't mean to I'm not trying to um, be disrespectful to Norman Reedus at all, um, but I just don't think he's got the leading man thing about him.
2: And in that show, he's like he's like your star soldier. He's not your leader, you know? Well, to
3: to that point though, have you um have you played the game Death Stranding on PS4? not So it's a whole game with with uh it's by uh, Hideo Kojima who's the guy who came up with uh, Metal Gear Solid. Okay. And and to that point, I think you should check that game out before you pass judgment because Norman Reedus is essentially the star of that game. Okay. That game is like deep, and it, it he does a great job. You know it is a video game but i mean he's still the main character his voice his likeness cutscenes, everything like that so it is slightly different but even in that i i i got a glimpse of him being a leading um a leading man say and, and i feel like he might be able to pull it
2: off right
0: yeah i guess maybe i guess maybe i'm a bit blinkered by the fact that i've only seen him play daryl in the Walking Yeah. Dead 12 go- years. You know?
2: Well, he was in Boondocks. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, but he
1: was more like of co but yeah, it was not a, yeah yeah. Was not a yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Anyway, let's move on. All right. So back to the World of Wakanda building. Um, but Jimmy Smith says he definitely uh, not a leading role. So from Jimmy Smith in the chat. Um, but back to the Wakanda world building stories. Um, Nate Moore, the producer, did discuss it. He says, beyond what happens with this film, there are more opportunities to go back to Wakanda. There are no shortage of ideas and then said that basically the potential could exist for Kugler's proximity media to develop projects around those characters as well. So
0: that's it's almost like a, a sub world mm-hmm. on, on, you know, a, a sub Marvel world, it's almost like it created its own universe, does not it?
1: Yep. Yeah, nice. Um, Kevin Feige said that this is the most important movie they've ever made uh, regarding Wakanda forever. Um, all of us very much believe that this feels like the most mo- important movie we've ever made, that this, uh, what, uh, this is what every character, every crew member focused on every day, and none more so than Ryan Coogler at the helm of it all. Above it all, it's a relationship movie. We'll have some incredible set pieces, but at the end of the day, I think what people are going to really remember is the conversations. How do you move forward after losing someone that meant so much to you? You have to continue their legacy. I do know that Ryan and the entire team approached this movie just like they approached the first one, which is how do we make the best experience possible for the audience? And how do we make the best experience that people will want to repeat again and again? That was the driving motivation and something that is incredible uh, in tribute to the legacy of Chadwick. This one rides a flying line of real life tribute and yet continuing to, or continuing the fictional narrative in the hope. And I just keep going back to that word optimism that Wakanda always represents. So, which I, I think that they did a fantastic job of, of getting, doing that in the movie. Yeah. Um. Nate Moore also talked about X-Men in relation to Wakanda. This one's an interesting statement here. Well, Storm's relationship with Wakanda in publishing is pretty interesting. Obviously we might be a few years out from the X-Men, so I'm not sure we're there yet. Who else from Wakanda have we not introduced? I mean, there's a pretty deep bench actually and especially, I think, uh, Tanishi's run, introducing a, a lot of key characters that will be fun to ex- uh, export. Even characters like uh, Vibraxis, which are more Fantastic Four characters, but yeah, it's pretty deep bench. I think there's a lot of uh, more stories to tell on Wakanda for sure. So, yeah. potentially, you know, there's been talks of a third movie, a third project. You know, could we see them bring Storm in that movie? You know, Vibraxis, other characters tied to Wakanda as well. Remember, they said there's a deep bench and more stories they can tell about Wakanda and new characters. Yeah, i t- t- I mean, boiler up, uh, big thing coming up now. Just if you're not ready for it, um, yeah.
0: Obviously, with that mid-credit scene, I can see Storm and uh, our new, our new prince being, um, being sort of maybe they could even be childhood sweethearts, almost. Yep, growing up together. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah um he also talked about on telecon and the threat of namor um because there's such an interesting contest between Khan and wakanda that's why i think uh drew ryan as a storyteller to namor in the first place obviously there's a history in the publishing of namor and atlantis and the black panther and wakanda being at loggerheads because they're both such powerful nations that have such autonomy um but to also tell the story of colon- colonization through the perspective of two people we've experienced it so differently Made for a really interesting collision of ideologies. Namor is a powerful character. It's hard to think of anybody who could challenge Wakanda, right? It's the most technologically advanced nation in the world. At times, it has a Black Panther, if not the Dora Man, what's going to scare these guys? That is a very short list. And all of a sudden, they're faced with somebody who's more powerful than anybody they have. And it forces them to respond in a different way than any other person would. Really, Namor is such an important character that you have to commit time to get to know him. So it's not like you can throw him into an assemble and say, also, this guy. You want to take time to build out that world. Hopefully, we were able to achieve that with the same love and dedication uh, to the details that we do with Wakanda in the first movie, which I think they nailed. T'Challa, Namor, everything on the head. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. percent,
3: 100%, 100%. From the visual to the background to, you know, just the, like, essence of it. Like, the feel of, you know the way they speak,
1: the way mm-hmm. that they kind of their motivations. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they did fantastic job. Yeah, yeah my, my wife was making comments after the movie. And as we talked about it more just about how they represented Latin America and, you know, the language and even the the drawing at the very end that we saw him doing the artwork. on the wall, the artwork as well. She, she, she's like, it was really good. Just all the things too. And it was interesting because uh, Napita uh, Nyong'o is, was actually raised in Mexico City. And actually, yeah. is, is very fluent in Spanish. So she's a Kenyan, Kenyan born in Mexico City, and, and lived there most of her life. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I really liked how uh,
0: dedicated and devoted to his people he was. Mm-hmm. You know, it, he was he was very much um, you know this the, the seriousness when he spoke to um oh he he spoke Ram- to uh, Ram- Ram- he, whoever Ram- Ramanda. Yeah. yeah when he said about not telling anybody anybody outside of wakanda that we exist yeah like, you know you could tell he was like you know do not tell anybody we exist because mm-hmm. you know then i'm becoming for you you know you don't you don't put our people at risk like that yeah.
2: well yeah. And Sh- and Shuri establishes early on when they first meet him that he's covered in vibranium she's yep. like yep. At yep. Him she like sees her own way yeah yeah, yeah like he's covered in vibranium and his argument essentially is like you revealed yourself to the world and you made vibranium like known that there's like massive amounts of it. You've now jeopardized us by doing so because we also use vibranium. So okay. it's kind of one of those, like you kind of indirectly impacted our people kind of, right. of the, you know,
1: um, on the mid credit scene, um, he talked about pretty early on. There was always the end of the movie pretty much since Chad's passing. I think the first draft we got that in there and the notion of the character introduced in that scene actually predated Chad's passing, to be quite honest. We always liked, liked the idea that, and he goes, yeah, but it was there a repurposed thematically once Chad passed. So it sounds like that mid credit scene was always going to be there, but they just changed it up a little bit after Chad's passing to kind of uh, to kind of address that in the story. Um, he says, and hopefully it feels like Renewer after a time of that adversity. So, hmm. Uh, a couple more things and we're done with the news. The next one will be Kugler Cougar. Cougar talked about M'Baku um, in the first film. He says, you know, I'll say that, you know, Winston's not here, but M'Baku was not in this movie more than he was in the first Black Panther. I think probably like a, a two to one ratio. You know, he probably has twice as many scenes and he has had in the first one. And so he's there, you know, and, and which makes sense because they actually changed his contract before this film released and added more scenes with him. And I think the arc that he's had from the very beginning where we saw him challenge Chadwick and call out Shuri for being technology in the hands of a child to at the end of that being allies to fight against the, the border tribe in, in, in Wakanda or in uh, Killmonger to what we saw in Infinity War um, and then seeing the role he took in Wakanda forever. I also wonder what role he took during the snap as well, because mm-hmm. it does sound like he's risen as a leader. And we know by the end, oh, spoiler right. alert, he's the king now. Uh, yeah. Of Wakanda by the end of the movie because Shuri doesn't want to challenge him. There's no challenge to challenge him for it. So his arc, and I can't wait to see what they go with him doing forward.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to see what they do with Mbaku. I will say though that you know the two to one ratio, it didn't feel like it, and that that for me is kind of a, a point in this movie. Like I wanted to see a, I wanted to see significantly more Mbaku in this movie than I than we actually did. Uh, I wanted him to be a little bit more of a pivotal kind of role. Like he's kind of relegated a little bit half comic relief, half necessary plot, you know, uh, pivot point kind of, you know, like kind of, is just like fighting for his screen time there in a few different roles in a few different areas. And I, I really would have rather see him be a little more of a mainstay and a little bit more featured, you know, he is in all the like big parts, like the main battle and stuff like that, but. I don't know like i don't know if it's just me but i just felt like i just didn't see as much as i wanted to
0: yeah i think i think that that was also i think that that for me i agree but i didn't think that going into the movie i felt that Mm. as i saw him in the movie i was it was one of those um it was a little bit heath ledger joker type situations for me where when you see him you're like i want to see more of that Mm -hmm. can you show Uh, me another scene with him in it and then as you go on, on through the movie you're just like can you bring him back into it, please? Because I want to see him again. Like I just it, keep wanting to see this person.
1: It, it felt organic, though. It didn't feel forced, oh, yeah. but it left you. Wa- it didn't feel forced, but it left you wanting more. Wanting more. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, totally agree. And I think that's but, a great um, way to put it. Yeah, yeah, it is. That is a good way to put it. But I, I, I thought he took the role of a mentor quite a lot. Mm-hmm. as Well, in that there was two or three conversations that he had with Shuri, where he was totally the mentor in that situation. You know, yeah. um, not necessarily the alpha as such or the, okay. the 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 leader but a mentor 100% yeah almost like, like
1: an older brother almost like 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 a surrogate older brother to her you know, in some ways
2: i i feel like he's kind of like almost like the backbone of wakanda because you think mm. about it in the first black yeah. panther movie he provided nice. like support to the royal family when they had nowhere to go he was yep. like right so it's twice now. Yeah, second movie. He's like, oh wait, everybody needs to be protected. Come to the mountains, like yeah. oh, we'll we'll Come, protect. We'll you. take care like, of you. He's yeah. he's kind of assuming.
3: Uh, you remember Zuri, played by Forest Whitaker in Black Panther yep. one. He's mm-hmm. kind of assuming that role for Shuri in the uh, in in this in this iteration.
2: And when yeah. he's on the ground, he's the first person to dive into the water. Dive in, dives into the yeah, like yeah. very first person, like so. I feel like, yeah, he's kind of almost like the backbone, so it'll be one of those things where it'll be interesting if he actually takes the mantle of Black Panther, or if he's just like the king, and it's like one of those you know, appointed type things, like maybe Shuri is it for a little bit, and then they slide back I don't, to him.
1: I don't want to see him as Black Panther, I want to see him as a, a, a man ape uh, suit. Mm. Yeah, you know? I want to see him have his own. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, make his own kind of type yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, or get his own. Kind of, like, yeah. kind of like the Midnight Angel suits the Dora got right oh yeah
3: which were, which were awesome by the yeah and they, they really did a great job with those
1: um jimmy cloud um i definitely want it more in baku and roxy has a piece of, i was gonna get to as well but i'll put her comment up here um tanak mabel and alex confirmed that the teleconial salute was created because telecon needed their own version of wakanda forever Done. yep which i 100 percent. yep which I, was great too and the way they talked and can... it, yeah <laughs> so yeah so there you go with that um Kugler also remember I told you before that Huerta learned how to swim because of this film. Well, Kugler also learned to swim for this movie as well. He basically said, "If the camera's in the water, actors in the water, I've got to be in there too." So, he learned to swim as well for this movie. Um, the film, uh, so Riri on Ironheart and Wakanda Forever and upcoming um, Ironheart. So Dominique Thorne talked about this, uh, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Kugler talked about this. He says the film does such a great job of showcasing one silver one side of who she is. We get a little taste of the colors that exist within her. We see her as a hustler. We see her as a little bit of a bully. We see her feel for, fearful. We see her in all these different lights, but primarily she is in a world of confusion. This is outside of her element and the very opposite of her comfort zone. So the rear that we see is a bit of a fighter or is in a bit of fight or flight mode. Um, they're such a great place for the audience uh, too because by the time they get to Ironheart, they're in for a chance to sink into what she what she is truly without the war of the worlds between the kingdoms of wakanda and Talokan in the background we get to see who she is day to day but also get a bit more understanding of the genius that got her in the situation in the first place which you know she'll be building her third suit by yeah. Ironheart series yeah so yeah with with that i really felt it was like a like a re-re-sampler
3: plate. like uh like andy remember we went and had uh dinner uh <laughs> and, uh over in London and we ordered a whole bunch of different Greek food. And it was like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, That's how it was with Riri. It's like, you know, we saw her scared. We saw her, you know, brilliant. We saw her kind of bossing people around. We saw her doing all like building the suit, being uh, a support to Shuri. We saw her being, you know, at, like flying around in the suit. We got a good little bit of everything, but they didn't do the deep dive, which obviously they didn't need to be similar to like what you said before about Black Panther uh you know being showcased in uh civil war and then we get the full deep dive into her shortly thereafter so i think they're doing it right with her it was like a montage broken up over the film yep right
0: yeah
2: everybody needs a montage
0: and and i I felt
2: like re had a lot of like scenes that were kind of comparable to iron man too in a way like she's trapped in a cave you know, then goes on to build her suit. Like, I like I was, like, sitting here, like, watching her, and I was like, it's so funny, there's, like, these little tiny, like, similarities yep. here. They're not, like, large, you know, but, like, there's just these little things, like, she goes back to Wakanda, she builds her suit, like, everything like that. Just kind of, like, uh, interesting to see what they'll do with her suit moving forward, because she leaves it in Wakanda afterwards. Well, she didn't leave it. it. She didn't leave it. It was basically, it was
1: kept in Wakanda. Because she yeah. said, you can't take this. Right. You can't you leave with it. You it can't it. take that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, I mean, she leaves it there because she yeah. can't yeah. take it. But, yeah. like, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, but, like, uh, the thing is, is, like, she did have something before. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that develops if she goes back and builds something more streamlined.
3: Yeah, it's funny. It was very much similar to Iron Man's original first Mark I yep. in, mm-hmm. that
2: he built in the cave.
3: But it was, like, a step up from that. Yeah, you know, so she built it with a little bit so I you know, I I look forward to see the next iterations of her armor and then how she fits into Armor Wars and all
2: that. And there's a scene in the trailer that reminds me of uh an Infinity War when Tony Stark like puts his feet together and creates like the afterburner and takes off yeah where it like shoots up and uh she has that scene in the trailer and in the movie of course, but like yep. where she does like a very similar thing where she like winds up and then boom takes off, you know. Yeah. Um
1: um, real quick, um, if you're watching on Facebook, it looks like we're having possibly some issues with Facebook streaming today. Um, so head over to Twitch or YouTube, uh, so please check that out uh, if you're having problems with the stream on Facebook. Um, Roxy goes and Baka the best lines, which he, he did. You know, the ball-headed demon one was the, was the, the funniest one for me <laughs> when he was talking to, to Koi. Um, so he has some really good lines in the film. Yeah. Glory to Hanuma. Yeah. Like the way like just the way he's real smooth with his lines and delivery, like I love it. Addressing the council eating a carrot,
3: you know. know, I I I made a note of that. You know, that's actually a really good, like, little nuanced thing they threw in there because like it seems random, right? He's eating a carrot, but no, gorillas are vegetarian.
1: Yep. And they are vegetarians too, their whole tribe. I remember in the first one. He's like, I'll feed to my animals. And he goes, I'm kidding. We're vegetarians, you know? So yeah. yeah.
0: He does say that. Yeah.
1: Um, last two things in the last two things in news here, uh, Disney awards, 1 million in grants to support youth in STEM and the arts in honor of Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, recipient organizations include Girls Who Code, Ghetto Film School, The Hidden Genius Project, and Donors Choose in the U.S., Chica's in Tecnologia in Argentina, and Destination Imagination in Asia Pacific. Um, through this support, Disney aims to empower youth to pursue careers in the arts, media, and technology, which is pretty cool that they're do- they're doing that because they also had a viewing before the release at the um at the found at Chadwick's Foundation too as well um before the film. So they're doing a lot of stuff um in in the project as well. The last thing here, we have some box office numbers from this morning. Um, it's gonna basically be 180 million opening weekend. Um, that's gonna this is the biggest November opening ever the second best opening of 2022, the top 15 biggest openings ever at 13, the fourth best opening for a solo MCU hero title, 330 plus million worldwide opening. Um, Ryan Coogler also becomes the first black director with two films in the top 15 biggest openings ever. He is the first solo director with back-to-back openings of $180 million plus. His first four films are certified fresh at Rotten Tomatoes at 94%, Ninety five percent, ninety six percent, and eighty-four percent.
3: Doesn't miss basically. Yeah, he's not missing.
1: So And off a quarter of a billion dollar budget, that means they're gonna make their money back in two weeks. Yep. Crazy. Wild. Um also the other thing too is that um like remember I said Andy, don't overlook the cultural aspect and the new demographic they're gonna pull in with with Tabla Khan and and Namor and that kind of stuff. We're seeing on this play right now.
0: Mm. Yeah, for sure. So yeah.
1: that's all the news. Like we
0: said, there was many reasons why people were going to go and see this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots, lots of reasons. Um, yep. and yeah, that, that's why it's pulled in so many different people from so many different places and uh, interests. So yeah, um, brilliant. So we've got all the news in, so we can start. Sort of, I mean, I know we've sort of chatted about the movie as as, uh, as we've sort of gone through the news, but we can sort of have a little bit of a closer yeah. look at some parts of it. Um, I just, uh, you know, we let let's let's go through it sort of chronologically then yeah um, course, I just so. want to okay. start start at the beginning um the the sort of T'Challa first of all the T'Challa death scene we, we we got well, that. well um,
1: before that though the Marvel intro
3: right
0: right oh, yeah, yeah that, that, was that was just was beautiful
1: just yeah the phone
3: Was just like it, it's just silent then like you just see it it's like from there you they set the tone immediately of all right this is what this is this is a tribute this this is how this is the important that's what you need to focus on you know like because if you've ever seen like like, like uh, compared to Game of Thrones, for example, the the red wedding episode where like a huge massacre happened. They it was the only episode where the end credits had no music. So silence is used, you know, very strongly across media to kind of denote like, hey, this is this is important. You need to focus mm-hmm. on that. You know, we give a moment of silence to uh honor people who have passed on who have died or whatever. So that from the get-go, that silent Marvel intro was just really set the tone.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it did. Yeah, like you say, I wonder whether they I wonder whether they played music over that first, and then somebody said, "Try it silently," and then they did that, yeah. and then they all went, "Oh, actually, yeah, that's much better." Yeah, because
1: probably. they did similar to Stan Lee's and Captain Marvel. But I think there was music for his though. Yeah, yeah, there yeah.
3: yeah. was.
0: Yeah,
1: but um, but yeah, so th- th- obviously
0: we we saw that sort of little clip of of him dying. Uh, or not of him dying, but of the sort of sure yeah, so trying yeah. to save him. Um, I'm not sure we needed that. I'm not sure we needed that. I think it could have gone straight into a funeral scene. It felt, like they, it.
2: Maybe for casual viewers,
0: they did need that. I that felt part, like it was foreshadowing. Yeah.
2: Like we knew that the herb was going to play a part later on in the movie, yep. so yep. they yeah, had to, yeah, they they right. to kind of give it yep. to us. Her, sure. her journey and struggle to, to recreate that herb, mm. but it was a little. So
3: that part to me, it was a little like kind of. Right rush feeling but the main part like i i I, and I maybe i missed something but you know he had the herb in his system like he wasn't removed from the system and when you have the herb in your system you have basically captain america level because basically captain america black panther powers are yep. pretty much interchangeable they they are the, on the same level you know captain america can't even get trump because his body processes toxins so efficient, yep. efficiently He's a resistant, he's almost like Wolverine, not quite Wolverine, but almost like in that neighborhood in terms of resistance to disease and immunity and stuff like that. So I don't really understand the purpose of her wanting to get more herb to put in a system. Like if it was in a system, it should already be working. And if it's not working, they should have gone into that maybe a little bit more. You know, I, I don't also know why they said it was an unknown kind of illness maybe that's a nod to the fact that chadwick kept that very silent yep i think in real life. but um but yeah so i you know i it, oh, that part was didn't it didn't hit they they did say he Sh- said something like that she said he,
0: that he kept he kept it away from her and then when he did finally come to help it was too late she couldn't help yeah. he did say something along those lines didn't she but I think you might be right there Alex I think that's why that scene was there I never thought about that actually because mm-hmm. I did sort of sit there and think I don't personally I didn't need to seek that but then having said that if somebody who didn't really know you know not everybody knows who Chadwick Boseman is we do um, and if one hopefully listening to this and watching this does, no, but, um, yeah. not everybody does know who he is. So maybe that was a nice way to kind of say, actually, that there is a person that's died here or a character that's died here.
1: Um, yeah. But moving on swiftly. So well, I, got a, you, I got a quick thought though on that yeah. whole, whole thing. The reason why they, they could have, they put that in there, maybe possibly the snap could have affected the herb and his re- uh, ability to heal himself and that maybe they they, maybe it waned off because of that and so remember this is post snap so yeah there could have been a factor with the snap causing the illness causing the herb not to work and needing a replacement herb to kind of replenish his abilities i would like to have heard that yeah yeah that was that that was actually great i I
3: think that's a fantastic uh way you could have wrapped that up they could have explained that because you know they shot they threw a lot at you she's yep. like oh with the verb and, and this and that and she's running around you know the the you know the medical lab trying to synthesize like they could have said that really she could have ran through that in two seconds and it would have made a ton of sense and, and i you know as we go through this there are a couple more things where like a little dot of exposition would have gone a really long way and mm-hmm. they just it so um but we'll talk about that that's a really excellent point jari thanks
0: mm-hmm. Going, going on to the funeral scene, um, and and me and Jaron were talking about this the other day. Uh, the other day, and it didn't. I was expecting. After I, I watched the Legends, the T'Challa Legends episode on Disney Plus, and I was like, a "Baby, you know, I was like an accident <laughs> since and I was sitting there thinking, "I'm in in a way, I was almost looking forward to going to Chadwick Boseman slash T'Challa's funeral. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to see that. I wanted to almost like pay my respect. And then when it happened, I was like, "Oh, I, it didn't." feel how I was expecting it to feel. I don't know why, but I can't, but maybe you guys can help me figure out.
3: So, so the perspective I got and, you know, just coming from someone who's taken a very, like I, I lost my mother a few years ago. So I go, went through her funeral and the perspective I got was from Ramunda's, uh, from Queen Ramunda's perspective, it's just, you're in a haze, like someone eternally important to you has just been lost. And it's just like, that's why, you know, you saw the dancing really slow, like when they were all in the white and just dancing and then you see him go up into the ship as kind of like, it, you know, it's almost like the, it's like the reverse of the beginning of Black Panther 1 where he shoots down, down, down. Out the ship and mm-hmm. he's going back up into the ship and then into the sky off, you know, wherever. But like, just how it's all haze and it all just kind of comes at you kind of fast and like, it's slow and then it's fast and it's disorienting and that's how lost, especially like really intense great loss is is like that so i i that's that's to your to your point there uh andy that's, that's mm. hap, i think what i what i saw
1: yeah i, I agree because i lost him mom right before pandemic started so exactly what money's saying here yeah yeah i mean um yeah i don't know yeah i just i, I don't know i don't know what i was
0: expecting but I, I was expecting to be a little bit blown away by his funeral
3: yeah it wasn't was that a lot yeah, it wasn't like this huge, you know, extensive thing. I, I can definitely see what you mean there, but I'll, I got to be honest. Like I was looking around, you know, all the people around me in the in the theater and there's not a dry eye in the house. Not a mm-hmm. thing like I, even myself, I, I it was like crying. It was, it was. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. But think, my, my my son even but, stood
1: up and did the, the the salute when they all did the salute to him uh, when he was uh, going up on the ship too as well. Oh, and that's cool. Dude. That's, that's <laughs> cool. Man.
0: For me, it, the, the opening credits, uh, the the the, chart, uh, the um, postman marvel uh, sign got mm-hmm. me, and then mm-hmm. and then the very end. But me and Jaren were talking about it the other day. The very very end, the scenes of him in the other movies, those sort of flash yeah. scenes. that when, yeah. The, yeah, the funeral didn't do it, but the other thing did. But then, having said that. Maybe that's kind of the point because, and, and to be fair, to go back onto your point here, Monty, uh, and Joan, um, I lost my dad and my brother within, um, 12 just 11 months actually it yeah. was, um, which wasn't very nice. And I don't yeah. think I actually even grieved for either of them to be totally honest. Um, yeah. certainly didn't have, almost didn't have time. Mm. Um, and uh, I was trying to change career at the time as well. So that was, that was really difficult. Um, so I can see now, and surely didn't grieve for T'Challa either, did she? Mm-hmm. Nope. because she, and that was the she whole didn't. point. Yeah, she totally worked
3: like, her way through it. You
0: know. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. And then she grew herself grieved. into her work. Yeah, yeah. She grieved at the end.
1: I think I'm. I think I'm now finally getting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's, that's what I was saying in our chat, and the thing yeah. I was like, that's when it hit me it was the end because she finally had the time to sit down, to breathe, It hit her, it hit everything in, and she went through the process of burning her her ritual gown. And then that's when the flashbacks of of Chadwick. And then when the air came out, then it was all kind of boom right there. Yeah, you know, it's
3: funny. I actually made a note of of that too, uh, Andy, because I didn't have a chance to Chadwick either. It's (laughs) like I'm saying it like he's like my family member or something. But like when we're actually going through it and I feel myself like visibly start crying, I'm like, wow, like this guy actually really did have an impact on like, you know, other people's lives my life like and i really enjoyed you know what he was able to put out there you know him as a man and his other movies are all excellent you know go see 42 if you haven't seen 42 great movie and you know pretty much anything he's in is is just worth a watch and like i never really gave myself a chance to grieve for chadwick boseman and that all kind of came out it was very cathartic at the beginning of uh mm. of of that movie so yeah very powerful opening
1: a couple of comments here from the chat. Uh, Roxy goes, uh, "What a beautiful tribute to Chuck Bozeman." Oh, sure, uh, absolutely. Jim, Jimmy Cloud goes, "I think seeing the trailer multiple times dilute the impact of those scenes." Um, and then that's Roxy... why
3: I purposely didn't watch the trailers because, like, they, they do they dilute for me. I think Marvel goes a little overboard with the trailers these days. Like, we don't need three, four different trailers for a movie. Like, just do the one, re, you know, replay that one, and then let's just go in because I feel like. You know especially if you collect the comics or if you know even a little bit more or you're up to date on your stuff you can kind of insinuate a lot of
1: things just from a little trailer and it can ruin it for
3: you like why do you want to do that like they, yeah
1: you know. the the tv spots uh leading up to the days ahead got pretty intense on what they were starting to show so yeah, i, I like completely agree i shot um, those out yeah. and then roxy goes i couldn't stop uh crying i stopped watching the trailer
3: yeah i, I hear you so did
0: I. back
1: to you andy yeah no uh, so yeah thank you um so, so, so move, moving on from the sort of
0: funeral scene, obviously we then we then sort of got introduced to um, uh, introduced to this idea of Namor and his 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 people, um, and and I think actually you touched on it in the news, Joe, and, and uh, we all sort of agreed that that whole that whole we was introduced really robustly to him and the the his people and his land and his history. I saw something the other day. Somebody said. Oh, he's his background was rushed or
2: something. And I was like, Are you kidding?
0: Like, I thought it was really well done.
2: Yeah, it was really well done. Well, and 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 it goes back five hundred years too. So, <laughs> yeah. And thing that's been there for you know for a while. So like the other side of that coin too is is they talk about like he's a mutant in this mm-hmm. in this, but they also blame yeah. it on the herb itself. Not which... not the herb, but the vibranium. Well, the vibranium herb and yeah. the fact that it grew in the water yeah. yeah yeah and he says his mother took the herb and that's the reason why he mutated and he yep. was a mutant and it makes me really wonder is he really a mutant at that point or is he a mutate based yeah. on if you if you're a,
3: you're a mutate if the if it's because of something external but i'm but i mean you saw it more recently than i did but i don't i think i remember them say i i think he was just a mutant i don't know if the herb necessarily made him, him um, yeah. or or you know what it was it was the fact that his mother took it late into the pregnancy or something yeah because yeah. she didn't want to take
1: it because she was afraid for the baby and then and that's she got to the point where she had to yeah which and makes it,
3: sense because vibranium has a low level of radioactivity to mm-hmm. it you know, mm-hmm. which is kind of how the detector all that thing works you know
1: but mm-hmm. they, they, he he does have some parallels with Blade though, because Blade getting bit, his mom getting bit while she's pregnant with him, right, caused yeah. him to be Blade. So there is some parallel there between the origin of Namor and the origin of Blade.
2: Yeah, I mean, Boy. and they and they say in this movie that he's like the first of their kind, like, yep. born this way, so he's going to be their king, kind of type of thing. <laughs> and yeah,
0: yeah, I am. Um, I, I I was really impressed with with uh, Huerta actually. I thought he was, he was an absolute standout for me, if, if I'm honest, yeah. I think he, he, I thought every he time killed he, the role. he, he yeah. totally killed it. And yeah. every time he spoke, I was just listening the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think I said it the other week on here, and I can't remember where I, why I brought it up, but I said, you start whispering talking really quietly, people just listen. And he never boomed, did he? He never shouted. He never Projected. He just didn't have to. He just spoke right. really smoothly and really calmly, and everything. Even his threats were just. Even do you know, you know, when the scene when he just killed, um, spoiler, just killed Ramonda, mm-hmm. and yeah. he, he's standing outside the window. And he's just talking, he's like, still talking. Yeah, yeah. He's like
1: he his eyes, though. He's like, but this is my point. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But this is my point. Like, he didn't have to shout. He didn't have to kind of be this big booming person. He just spoke, and you were like. Yeah, I love this guy, like
3: Thanos.
1: Yep. yeah. But you know, two things that kind of got really well comic accurate with him was it seems like the longer he was out of water or in water, he got more kind of no, not powerful, but his his state of mind, his state of being. Like you talk about the Romanda scene, his facial expression, his eyes. Like he almost got more irrational the longer he was out of water or the longer he was in water, and it kind of has that balance of Namor where he has to go back and forth. To kind of balance himself also mm. to the weakness that they got him with about you know dehydrating him take away yeah, some of his power comic yeah so they had some very good comic accurate parallels with him in this movie which is pretty impressive right. Agree. yeah i think I that um i think that you know talking about when he was when he was mm-hmm. in the
0: if you look at him when he was in the water everything was very calm and very fluid and you know he, the, his whole mannerisms when he was obviously in his city everything was really chilled when he was out of the water he was really almost like aggressive and you know wanted to
2: fight you know yeah they just they just
0: just nailed it yeah he could have been fighting as well go go on alex Sorry, i was just gonna
2: say the tour of the city that he gave i thought was like a great scene as well where he goes through and they show like the children playing and stuff and they show these leftover influences, where like I know there's this game that the Aztecs like used to play, it's, where they would. It like, looks football. like basketball kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was, I was like Toluca,
1: like Toluca, the Aztec ball court thing. They are talking yeah. about. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. I, just, I had that same thought while, yeah. while I was watching. That. I was like, yeah, I, that's that. That's that Mayan Aztec influence. You know, and,
2: that, and, and it's so awesome. Like that they threw that in. It's just like a little subtle thing that it's. It's just like they don't really say anything about it. It's just in the background, like a tap. Right. Down. And they talk about like how, you know, his people they've brought their culture, but they've moved all around. And at one point in the film he is like, We will not move again or some right. uh, something like that. So it's it's just very interesting.
3: Yeah, there's they really nailed it with a bunch of like little details. Like another thing was Namor's wings. Like in in the in the Caribbean, there's a fish called the flying fish, right? Mm-hmm. And the flying fish can fly, fly out of water for you know a few seconds at a time whenever but it's actually flapping its wings if you look at the way his wings are structured on his beat they're not bird wings they're wings like the flying fish wings. yep mm-hmm. just to go to that level of detail is just like i i i gotta give my I gotta tip my hat to them like because i noticed that and i was like oh i caught that immediately and that was just uh it was really cool
1: cool mm-hmm. to say one thing from the chat here roxy goes they didn't mention his father maybe he is like peter quill Hmm. that was a good point because yeah. they did not mention the father so is he you know magic you know yeah. or whatever, or is he you know who's the father was the father playing a role in this is was the it's father a mutant guy. you were yeah, it was a regular guy or you know a jag you know just a guy or was he a mutant or had some kind of abilities as well that's a great point or was it one of the gods like the aztec mayan gods that of yeah. like a zeus type thing hercules type or,
3: or the rain god that set them there to begin with yeah you know? mm-hmm.
1: Yeah um but also too I, I, go go ahead. Oh, no. I the details too, just when even just going through the town like when he was above water in his refugee refuge area that he wasn't in Telekon, but the hidden area he had, but still just seeing like the towns going through and and when um Nakia went through to find them they help get them out, all that detail and all that stuff was was pretty spot on too as well, I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. They they really fleshed out his 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 history and his people and his um you know he's home um I, I, but, but going, going back to the more still still on the more uh, in his fighting style it was that was a huge standout for me yeah. the way it hopped through the air and the mm-hmm. way he took down wakanda and i loved you know i didn't quite understand what the meant when she said when she said something like um we've breached their defenses now it's over to you and i was like i wonder what she meant and then he showed us
3: exactly what you meant he basically yeah. just single-handedly took yeah. out the yeah. all those yeah and those ships are like fully made of vibranium and like with all the highest tech weaponry in the world and he's just falling through them like almost like the hulk would really like mm-hmm. i got i got strong hulk vibes but also like, like a more refined hulk where he's like you know, and he's like you know i i i made this uh you know analogy to uh andy is like a soccer player going down the pitch like cutting and making little like cuts and jukes and like he's cutting turning on a dime and then cutting back through the ship uh but one thing i think was a a little bit of a missed opportunity there was so in the comics you know his battle cry is imperious rex right Mm -hmm. and he doesn't say like at the they they show it you know i know i'm getting ahead a little bit but at the end fight scene as he's about to get knocked out he says it like Half like kind of half-ass, like that was not the spot to say that. Yeah, he should have said that as he's ripping through a Wakandan warship and like jumping out of the water. Like, what's up? Like, that's how.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or Or when he (laughs) killed Ramonda. Like, like he could have said it then, and it would have been like, whoa, you know, like him just killing her and being like Imperious Rex.
1: Yeah, or or the throne before they attacked.
2: Yeah underwater yeah. when, when, he, when he riled all the, the uh,
1: uh yeah. telecons on that throne yeah. right there is when he should have done it with the perfect yeah, yeah that would have been cool
3: yeah it's almost like you, it would be like if you substituted like you know you know when Captain America's getting beat up and he's like I can do this all we day all you know yeah. it's like it's like they, it's like imagine if he said Avengers assemble I see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <it was> <laughs> but, but
1: but but now you say that maybe that kind of was his rally thing like caps that's why they probably did it there when, when he was getting beat by Shuri that's when he kind of did that to kind of psych himself back up to kind of do the same thing as Cap where I can do this all day. You're not taking me down because I think he I think he kind of um, rope doped her and baited her and I have a theory I'll share towards at the end about the whole Namor angle in this whole film. I yeah. hope you're right and we will come back
0: to that in a little while during yep. when we when we attack the end of the movie. Um, okay, so let's let's change tune a little bit. Let's move away yeah. from Namor because he was awesome what about that wait wait wait, wait, oh oh, you got another name or thing yeah
2: yeah i just wanted to mention we we did skip over one thing and it was the siren call that they would do whenever they would yes that was pretty cool and stuff that was like such a psychological warfare thing and they would always attack with it first and start walking people off of like you know high points off of ships whatever and then they would start attacking yeah it was like their
0: destabilization technique yeah
3: Yeah. because it's it's a dirty move man because they weren't doing that to soldiers they were doing that to the wakandan first responders which which was a cool another really cool detail that like wakanda has its own like you know ambulance fire which any obviously advanced city would do Mm -hmm. but like the fact that they had the yellow suits on just like our firemen and our our first responders you know and then Taking them out first and then wreaking havoc right after that, that's like you're going for maximum destruction. Mm. Like it's devious.
1: It, I mean, yeah, it kind of reminded me of like those old sea sirens you'd hear about that on the sea you'd get counter and they would kind of lullaby you to death and that kind of stuff yeah, to man. trap you. That's exactly what it reminded me of when, when they were doing yeah, that. It was quite parous to the Caribbean at some yep. point. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's why that mining scene where they get on the helicopter and they escape is so powerful because they think they've gotten away, and out of nowhere he just flies up and grabs it and goes nope and just throws the helicopter. Yep. You know? <laughs> and, and you're like wow, like okay, because like the the beauty in this is Namor can attack you by you know flying, the rest mm-hmm. can attack you by sea. Everybody else normally fights by air or you know land, so it's kind of like a. it's kind of a little bit different here like they never expected enemies to come up out of the water in wakanda you know like they just didn't expect that to happen yeah
0: even wakanda themselves You yeah 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 Yeah. they didn't expect him to pop up where he did did they
2: because they have that scene where they're talking about him like he somehow got in here we have no clue how but he swam through the water and got here and they think he like held his breath for like some extreme amount of time and they're like no he didn't hold his breath like he came out of the water like Yeah, uh yeah
0: yeah so a huge threat
1: roxy mm. goes about his uh name more i thought the wings were was weird but they did an amazing job so yeah out the
0: there it is a little bit strange but yeah, yeah. When, when yeah um let's, okay let's change tune um val turns up
1: yeah they're head, they're head of the cia but did I mean, she need to show married, up?
2: Though? Just married to Ross too. Yeah, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Well, X no, X to Ross. That yeah. In there. yeah.
1: But what's interesting though is that Ross, that relationship is the the surrogate for Fury and Val because the relationship in the comics. Now you have Everett Ross and Val being ex ex uh, spouses now in the MCU. So they kind of change that up a little bit in the MCU from the comics.
0: Yeah, I can see why. I can see why she did turn. Oh, well, no, not necessarily. I can see why she did turn up, but I can see why they needed someone in the, the u.s government or the world's government to be um to be in there to kind of they were the sort of external threat weren't they to wakanda and the uh, the Talukan?
3: but um i'm not sure now her, be but... her being her being cia was a little just off yeah. to me like it's just it felt like like i thought either she's on her own organization or she's some super super like Next level, or at least like sword or like something. some organization that's not like you know like c i a like like the yeah. black
2: book project, like off the books, like yeah, yeah. eating yeah. something that it felt lazy yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I just,
3: like I, yeah, I don't know what they were going for with that, but i, I didn't it think. also
1: felt lazy with the beads, like uh Wakanda is the most advanced civilization in the world, yeah. one, their beads can be bugged that easily, two they couldn't detect their beads being bugs like that that didn't sit with me well
0: yeah no, yeah me too yeah and, it, and it's almost like she didn't mean that didn't need to happen anyway she could have got that information out of him a different way like i don't know yeah um right but um uh, do we think because i was thinking about this uh do we think that we could replace so the siege storyline in the comics uh, one of my favorites where the thunderbolts attack and Norman Osborn gets Thunderbolts to attack Asgard. Um, mm-hmm. Do we think we could see something like that happen, but with Wakanda and um, with Val
3: leading the Thunderbolts to attack Wakanda? Yeah, uh, for, for vibranium. Yeah, I mean because she's made it very clear that her her objective is we need vibranium. Like that's she, her
2: she says it in this film. She says something yeah. Yeah. along the, the lines the U.S. Of wants like, to have it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he's like, you make it sound like if the U.S. like. The U.S. should be the only place that has vibranium, and she's like, like "Oh, I, tell I you dream about that, that, that. every day." Yeah. Like, yeah. So, wow.
1: So, so speaking of that, do we think that that's going to be the plot for the Thunderbolts or the other project that um, that's rumored to happen as as well? Because th- this seems like I don't know the team they have in Thunderbolts. I don't see them infiltrating Wakanda the, the way that team is built. Yeah, maybe Ghost possibly, but you know.
3: I mean, I feel like all would, the people in the, on the team are kind of, oh, well, not all, but like half the team is on par with Black Panther. Like, definitely, they, definitely US agent could definitely give Black Panther a, yeah, a good. Uh, yeah. They're on par. Bucky wouldn't do it, though.
0: Well, do see, it. so, well, no, I would Bucky
1: thought there. Right. So, Bucky could be a Trojan horse mm-hmm. to, to lure Wakandans out, possibly, or to get them in. But with their technology, yeah, you have three super soldiers, you have a protocol droid, you have Ghost. Um, with their technology, you think they'll be able to get past Wakanda's de- defenses? Because so far, the only person able to get in- into Wakanda with getting past their stuff has been the telecons. Mm-hmm. Vision could do it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they get Vision or White well, Vision or whoever. Yeah. Well, Vision possibly could get, in, could
2: get in and then take down the defenses and then let them in. Possibly, but I, I don't know. I th- I think
1: the Thunderbolts possibly could be a setup for the team in some other mission where I think possibly this could be the plot for black panther three because i'll tell you right now
3: that iteration of that roster of the thunderbolts is not attacking new asgard they would get no. them up <laughs> yeah absolutely stomped into Nash. the ground like uh, yeah
1: valkyrie would take them all up i think probably by herself and, yeah, and then and then you add in the fact that you know they're now allies with Wakanda to, to protect vibranium and their secrets you bring a telecom the mix there's no way thunderbolts are going to take those two entities on together
0: yeah that's a good point yeah that is a very good yeah. point um yeah so but you know interesting seeing Val nonetheless and a surprise which was nice I mean whether she was you know whether we needed her in there or not it was still interesting to see her and it was a surprise so I wasn't expecting that mm-hmm. um so we, we've spoken about this uh briefly but um the the sort of exchanges I think between the characters between a lot of the characters I thought the exchanges between uh, Ramonda and Shuri were really good. I thought the exchanges between Obaku and Shuri were really good. Uh, Ramonda and Akoye. Yes. Wow. That scene. Mm-hmm. How
3: good was that? That was amazing. Yes, she she shut her down, man. She's just mm-hmm. was like, I lost everything. And yeah, you know, well, Ramonda, Queen Ramonda period. Mm-hmm. I think, I think she's, I think she's touching on like a best supporting actress, like Emmy definitely nomination. Definitely. For that role like you felt all of her pain you felt every, all, every bit of her loss you felt her channeling that and then being a strong like woman queen leader of wakanda like it was the most badass thing in the beginning when she marched all those yes. <laughs> yes into mm-hmm. the middle of the un and was like and was like neil and if you notice she didn't say neil in english she said neil in wakanda yep and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like that right there was just like oh like they totally indoctrinated broke them down Mm -hmm. got all the information out of them made them their you know you know i don't want to curse but and uh and and you know knelt them down in front of it was like this is what you guys actually do Mm -hmm. and i thought that was so relevant too because like in politics now today you see like you know the u.s and the uk and israel and all these other countries china and and they try to act like, oh no, we're the good guys. Oh no, we're the good guys. We're the good. Meanwhile, they're all doing like slimy stuff like yeah. that mm-hmm. with black ops and all these things behind the scenes. That's how wars fought now. People aren't like lining up in rows and stuff. They're sending the the Navy SEALs there, whatever, to go do shady stuff. And like for them to just get caught and like totally just called out. And the way she did it was just so amazing. And she kept that character up. You saw her pain. You saw her. Her love for her daughter. You saw mm-hmm. her. You saw the the benevolent woman she was, risking her life. Yep. Ree- Self Ree- sacrifice. sacrifice. Yep. Sacrificing mm-hmm. her life for Riri Williams, like just like.
2: What and didn't she do? Angela Bassett killed this film. She Absolutely. did a phenomenal yes. job. I think she was probably one of the best like people for acting in this film because for sure. like. Yeah, okay, like, sure. she, she just stole every scene she was yeah. in. Yeah, like, because th- think about that moment
1: where, where she sacrificed herself to save Riri. They could have ended the conflict right there, because all they wanted was was to, to, to get rid of the person who created the detection device, which for first was for Precious Metals, I think she said, in class she built, and then they took it and made it um a vibranium detector. Mm-hmm. But she could have said, you know what? Let the girl drowned. Problem solved. Conflict over. Let's move on. But no, she said, you know what? This girl's important to us. She sees the promise in her you know, the the light she brings out in Shuri as well with those two interacting, you know, this girl's important, we need to save her.
3: Yeah. And she realized how important this girl was to Namor too. <laughs> and it was like, you know, almost like a screw you because like, you know, Oh, you don't Oh, you want to kill her? Well, guess what? I'm gonna make sure she live. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um And speaking of uh, the, the scene that, that Ramonda had with Okoye. um I thought Okoye was good as well. I'm a big fan oh, yeah. of um, Anna Guerrero. And uh, and I thought that her she had a, a lot larger role, a lot more important role, I think, in this movie. And I think she done a great job. Um, and and you know me, I'm a big lover of a, a good hand to hand combat scene. I thought mm-hmm. the fight that she had with Atuma was exceptional. Oh,
3: she, yeah, she's just awesome. Like, you know, taking on all those, uh, like, she's like, they're super powered, all mm-hmm. of them, all the Atlanteans. And she's just you know, holding her own, taking him down, like, and then like going hand to hand with the Tuma. Tuma is no slouch. Tuma takes the throne from Namor and like is, Mm -hmm. you know, gives him a run for his money regularly in the comics, which I'm sure we'll get to later on in this, his dynamic and how he fits in. But, you know, for her to be able to go blow for blow with him and then, you know, uh, I see Roxy said she's good at playing, uh, the mind games. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She's a brilliant general. She's a master strategist and, uh, she definitely, I, I, I hate it. I, I felt it in my heart to see her be stripped of her, yeah. you know, her generalship, yeah. like the, the one tear coming down with just yeah. her, trying to keep her composure. Yeah. Cause you could tell she gives everything yep. for that country. Like they even said, she pulled a sword on her own husband.
1: Well, mm-hmm. she's, you know, we found out he's still alive. He's in jail. Yeah. he's in prison basically
0: yeah yeah that that scene that scene with um with ramonda and okoye for me that was so i know i keep repeating myself but i don't i don't know if i've told you i'm re-watching the defender saga um <laughs> for me that was up there with watching uh frank castle and uh matt murdoch talk on that um rooftop mm-hmm. about uh about their morals basically you know, that was fantastic. That exchange, between what, yeah. them was amazing. And that exchange between um, Angela Bassett and Dana Guerrero and there was was absolutely top notch. Yeah.
3: And you then should speaking of that- comic, if you haven't, uh, Andy, you should read that comic. Like exactly. the way it's written out. It's, it's really well, just like the, it's just like the show, but it's, yeah, you know, it's written out a little bit uh, different. Cool. Okay.
1: And speaking of a uh, taking on the telecons, you know, Atuma and, and more and that kind of stuff, you know, the Dora Laje has fought super soldiers pretty well what we see in the MCU. Mm -hmm. The telecons give her a run for her money. They're like super soldiers on steroids, basically, because they have the healing, they have, you know, the strength they have all that kind of stuff. So just think how that first battle on the bridge was for her. And then as we get to the the end battle with uh, some enhancements. Yeah, I mean, to be able to operate at the depth. So look at the suit
3: that Shuri had to have on Mm -hmm. to be able to even exist at the depth of water Name more just swimming you know no problem like, he, says, that, he says he says that too don't he he says yeah. oh the the weight of the water will crush everybody yep. in your
0: body your body yeah, yeah. Oh, you can yeah. see we've got
3: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right so to be able to operate that level you got to be strong the
1: suit they strong. the suit they stole from the the beginning of the divers that found that that vibranium that they yep. stopped at the very beginning by the way mm-hmm. yep, that's yeah, the
0: same was, suit. That, yep yeah that was fun
1: yeah that was fun um real quick roxy goes uh oscar for angela bassett which hopefully she does get a nomination yeah. nod for this so. i think best supporting actress for yep
3: sure yeah i don't see why not i don't see why not at
1: though.
0: least
3: the not at least the nomination she gotta yeah. at least get nominated yeah what
0: about some of the other supporting characters so you know i know you just touched uh, their money so we had we had uh, a tumor we had namora we had um io we had uh, Aneka. anika yeah yeah that's it so we had i've Tamora. got a
1: bone to pick but anika you you brought her into this for a reason in the comics she trains Dora Milaje, right mm-hmm. where was that with Shuri right where was some kind of Rocky style montage uh, of them training Shuri getting Shuri to fight because Shuri came from being technology advanced to uh, having some fighting skills with the little hand thing she had on to being a, a full blown I can take on Namor but was Namor really fighting her and he's all out or was he roper doping her testing her which again I have a theory on this that I'll get to, but that seemed like it was a waste, not a waste, but they missed an opportunity with an Anika in the Dora training Shuri. So this is what I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier in the in the
3: podcast where I was saying a little bit, a little dot of exposition could have gone a long way. If you've mm-hmm. just even shown a little montage of her training where like, you know, like they there was a time jump. Like they could have talked about that like, oh, well, you spent the last year training, blah, 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 blah. Like, they could have done, there's, there's so many little things that they could have done to explain yep. her being a fighter, but the way it came off in the movie was she takes the heart shape herb, and now she's Spider-Man mixed with yeah. Captain America, mixed with, you know, her brother, uh, and <laughs> mixed with Shang-Chi, yeah. and, and, and just, like, it's insane. Like, even Spider-Man, in all his amazing, because Spider-Man's agility trumps Black Panther, it's not even close, right? And even he like had to like have some practice and experience. Like Spider Man doesn't just learn how to be a a Spider Man. Like he has to he has to train. But she takes the herb one day, like knocks a, a mannequin yeah. over, and then now she's flipping all over the side of this thing, running, doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like like she's been Black Panther her whole life. Like, no nah, son,
1: yes. which song Chi trained his whole life. Yeah. She, well, and, so did,
3: and so did T'Challa. They can, talked yeah. about it. Black Panther 1, there's one part I think Queen Ramonda says, you trained your whole life for this. War. Well, either that or it was it was either her or it was the king, T'Chaka, said. One of them said to T'Challa, you trained your whole life or you've been trained your whole life for this. Like, they, could, they There's nothing like that for Shuri. Here's Shuri's combat experience. You ready for it? So she gets knocked out with one hit by kill longer in uh in black panther almost gets killed she gets she gets knocked out with one kick by corvus glaive in infinity war and then in uh in in end game she runs around and pew 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 yeah with her, with her <laughs> <vampire> <laughs> that is the depth of shuri's combat experience so she went from that to just insane
1: the only thing think about this more, the only thing I can think of, and it's Ron Cherry and, and Jimmy, he addressed your question there about the fight in game. Um, the only thing I can think of is that when she goes uh, to, when takes the herb and crosses over and meets her, you know, who she saw, you know, spoiler alert, Killmonger, did, did something get cut out of that scene? Did she kind of, because you saw there was a parallel between her and Killmonger. Did did could they explain to say when she went over there that she brought back parts of Killmonger with her and that could explain the fighting because she had some Killmonger ruthlessness in her and you saw that mm-hmm. in some of her fighting but then you yeah. saw that you know later on when she's fighting anymore when she could have possibly taken him down which I think he a dope still um, that you saw Queen Armanda talk to us, so remember who you are so when you cross over with that kind of stuff do you bring mm-hmm. something back with you that's the only way I can
2: explain any of that they right now they could-
3: they can try, but they still did it. They still did it, though.
2: Yeah. Well, and Namor even says that he hears her while he was swimming through the water say that she wants to see the world burn. Yeah. So he looks at that as, like, a point of where he can kind of draw her in and find common ground because he wants to see the world burn to the surface world, you know? Yep, right. So, so um, I, I think with, with Shuri there, I think, like, to the moment she takes the synthesized herb, she almost still isn't convinced after going to the ancestral plane that she has like any sort of abilities until she punches that thing across the room and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, okay, yeah, now I'm Black Panther, you know, now now I actually have these abilities. And I think that goes to what you were saying, Monty, about like it's almost like yeah, she's she's not trained or anything, but it's just one of those things like she just realizes, oh shit, I'm strong. Sorry, yeah, I'm a cuss, but you know, yeah. you're fine. Like, <laughs> but you know, basically, yeah, like she's like, I'm super strong. And all of a sudden, she realizes, oh, yeah, like, and that's almost kind of like the argument that's made there is because she's taken the herb now. She's qualified to be the Panther, I guess. Also, speaking yeah. of that,
1: did Neymar knowingly give her that bracelet, knowing that was the key for her to regret that herb? Because what do you think there? And I'll explain that later too. I'm part of my theory also.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, th- just going back on the uh, Anika training thing, they could have done a little bit of a, um, uh, Iron Man in the in the boxing in the ring in oh, Iron Man, yeah, team. yeah. It was literally, just that one scene shows you that, Tony that he's been training on yeah, his fighting skills. and then you and then you and, see
3: it later on in Iron Man Three where he you I, know come, come just, comes his way through people, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's just that little bit of exposition that just makes much. you go, oh, he obviously
0: does train and he obviously does work with a a, a trainer and a fighter, and that's yeah. it Boom. And you could have just. You could have opened the door and anika and shuri could have been sparring and you could have gone oh okay look shuri has been fighting all this time yeah so that's the rocky style montage there. yeah yeah exactly which i the, wonder what got left on the
1: cutting floor you know did Let, that get cut yeah, out that's true. Let, you
0: know? let's, let's go straight into the, let's go straight into the conversation joe because i'm i'm keen to hear on your idea about this um yeah with the moore's roped over there because this is my biggest problem with the film my biggest problem with the film is i absolutely love namor i thought he was awesome all the way through and i mean awesome i mean that in the proper sense until
2: the end until
0: the end and then the end happens and i went are you kidding and then he just gives up yeah and then everyone's like yeah but he was in the desert and i'm like this is a 500 year old person would he have got duped into going into a desert who has wings
2: on his feet who could have just flown to the water and jumped in exactly yeah right
0: yeah this this was my biggest problem all of a sudden i just went i'll leave off like yeah, don't don't. There's no way this 21 year old tech nerd who's 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 taken steroids
2: an, an hour app. before
0: right, <laughs> right. And a, a suit on would be able to take on a 500 year old god basically like not well, clearly clearly is
3: outclassing her and
0: in- yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, he's, sorry I I also
1: yeah real quick I also do wonder if she did get trained like T'Challa has because I if you think back to the first Black Panther member that Clear Mana talked about her and her studies. In the first movie so maybe she has some light training but that still doesn't make her a match yeah. for Neymar. um
3: also they wouldn't have trained her because they've trained t'challa because the black panther always runs through the mate the yep. pac- male the line. yeah this is the first time it's it's run to a female so mm-hmm. it, it's never gone through so they, they wouldn't have had a reason to just randomly make her like And so, there's even less reason for her to be as good of a fighter as she is. Like, there's all reason for her to be a genius, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even have settled for like, you know, how uh, Tony Stark in his suit was like, you know, has he said, "Oh, I've analyzed all your moves." Like, if you ever seen, if you ever read Civil War, Mm -hmm. right? They could have done something like that. Like, oh, my suit analyzes every move you, every punch you've ever thrown, Cap. You have no chance, and he Mm -hmm. just beats Cap to a pulp easily. Mm-hmm. The other they thing too
1: yeah, she did have AI though and I wonder if the AI was helping her fight. this your suit? Yeah. Say it. So say yeah, that. but say it too but also too, they did make a comment about AI being another murder type thing like Ultron in the movie 2 as well. I-, I forgot to mention that earlier uh, with mm-hmm. her AI. Uh From the chat here, Roxy goes, she was on vengeance. She had nothing to lose basically which that could, make, but here's my thing. Okay. I think this whole time this was a test by Namor because think about it. He, they probably, they're so isolated on the, in the ocean, you know, below surface type stuff. They were only drawn out because someone found Wakanda in the ocean, right? They probably have been spying on Wakanda all along. You saw how easy he got in in and out of there. They couldn't detect them. He was probably been watching them for years. He probably knew things about, you know, her doing the herb test. That's why he gave her the bracelet to see, you know, if she could rise to the occasion. Think about the, the kind of the parallels him and her have. Uh, between each other, um, the whole movie, uh, even the conversation, him taking her down to Talacan and trusting her with that, all that kind of stuff, I think this was a test by Namor. They want an ally. They need someone on the surface that is on the same level as them that can rise to the occasion with them. So, basically, um, you know, he had, not I think he knew the struggle with the herb. Uh, that's why he gave her the bracelet. That bracelet was key to his, I think his mom, the one that his mom had too as well. Um, it was not just a token of, of, of friendship or appreciation or, you know, an olive branch. It was for a purpose. Um, think about his first attack. You know, when he came into Wakanda and they said, you know, it's all yours and he completely wanted to die. And he, he basically was going ham on the whole Wakanda thing. He could have easily ended them right there. Why didn't he? He stopped and said, you know what? Take the time to bury your dead and mourn what five or seven days. It's on like Donkey Kong, basically. Why? Why didn't he? Why did he give him time to prepare her to finish the herb, them to regroup, them to come after them, like he was drawing, like he was drawing them in to see, okay, I gave them a first-round knockout punch, you know, their legs are shaky, they're on the ropes, can they bounce off the ropes and, and fight back against me? And then, you know, that was not just him being noble on the battlefield. I think it was a purpose. I think it was he was playing the long game with Wakanda because remember the talk between him and Shuri? He's like, if we're found out, if, if Vibranium gets into other hands, all that kind of stuff, they're at danger too. This is self-preservation and having a surface ally that can, that's, that's as good as them, that can also help them in the long game. Um, and basically they pass the test. Because think about it, the, 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 on the beach, when she's getting ready to end, you know, supposedly end him, which I don't think was going to happen, the whole uh, telecons are on the ship to get ready to end all the Wakandans. Right? If she kills him, guess what? This is like war games, right? You know, go through a nuclear war. If she does kill him, they kill Wakanda. There's, there's zero benefit from either nation right there at that time, if, if that plays out like that. So basically, it was kind of, they passed the test, the enemy of, of my enemy is my friend, which his enemy, his enemy is the people trying to get Vibranium, not Wakanda, yeah. because they've already have it. Both nations were shaped by Vibranium. Think of the parallels there between Wakanda and Telecon. It's, it's pretty much, they're on the same path. So and, p- so, and so basically, he p- knows, the service world will, will keep coming, they passed the test. Now they're allies that painting at the end with him and the Panther. Boom. This is all a test to see if they are on the level with Tala Khan. So he talks about that at the end, you
3: know, but I, you know, when he's having the, with the um, Neymora conversation with Namora. However, I think um, it wasn't necessarily a, a premeditated thing. I think he just realized, hey, I didn't mean to kill your mom. I know mm-hmm. what it's like to lose my mom. You know, that's what because namor lost his mother and like he's the, a ruler and now shuri's a ruler and you know i think he he realizes that like you said the of enemy, my enemy friend and he realizes that wakanda is better as a, as an ally like then they are decimated like they decimate them and then they take their vibranium and then what they're fighting them and it's a big thing like better if he can get he can bring them under heel and get them to be on his side so i think he still was trying to get on them but to your point, I think as he's getting beat up on the sand, when she was like, yield, I think that was the thought in his head at that point. What you're mm-hmm. saying, so, I think that's when he figured that out, was that moment. Not before, when he get get for the week. I don't think it was that see, early.
1: I, I agree where I think he didn't mean to kill her mom. I think she was just collateral damage. Because because uh, honestly, like we said, she didn't have to die. Ramonda was safe. She could have got up in there. She dove down in that hole to get re re right. down. that red. Ramonda right. was safe. He was not trying to kill Queen Ramonda. He was right. trying to prove a point, and again, he was trying to, to see if if he gives them their best punch, can they rebound and come back? So, that, that's why I think he was playing the long game all along, ever since that leak happened in the beginning, or that's leak, but the, the vibranium search in the beginning, because remember, he came to them and said, hey, bring me the girl. He was trying to do a relationship the whole time this movie. You know, you give me, you give me her, you know, the person, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was threatening them, but just threatening them to motivate them. Not to actually really take them down. Because again, they could have wiped the floor of Wakanda that first attack.
2: But nobody outside of Wakanda knows that Namor or his people exist after this film, right? Like, there, they, they, but-, there were, but there were talks though where they said that there's another player and nobody ever actually said who, who that is. Like every time Wakanda was asked, right. so like, we can't tell you. Right. So after this film, like, Namor and his people are only known by Wakanda. And you go towards the end, and he like says that thing about like, oh, now we have an ally on the surface, and his people are kind of questioning him about that. Right. Yeah.
1: But, but do we? But do we not know there's not anyone else that knows but, about them? That's but, what we I said mean, in the movie. But we never saw the helicopter. At, we never at, saw what happened. Those people could still be alive. We never saw of a couple movie, things.
2: At the beginning of the movie, when they attack the mining vessel, they're mistaken as Wakandans. Yes. It's at first, they,
1: like, at first they are, but then when Blake Blair's character is in the helicopter. We see him come and crash, but we don't see what happens to them. We're mm. assumed they're dead, right? Mm. They're working for the government. Maybe one I of them think... survived. You know, there's th- other things every week we could see that, you know, you know, Ro- you know, know they were bugging Ross, right? The the beads, you know, so Val knows something else is going on here. Maybe he doesn't know what. So there's some clues here that there's more than just Wakanda at play here. Yeah, I so, think things
0: like that needs to be said, though, don't you? Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. And it, it could
1: be later on. And they, they could be later on, like, you know, remember, we thought that um, Blake Bell's character was tied to, to, to uh, Latveria and, um, and she was Elusive Lombardus type thing, you know, could that still come to play later on with Doom? You know, could there still be a Doom behind the scenes here? Yeah, they scrapped everything, because everything changed, because of what happened. But I don't, I don't know there's, there's something that seems here that there's more than we know, still going on. here. Because like, Val, the whole, the whole vibranium thing, right? She's still on that she knows something else is going on here.
2: I just find it hard for Namor to be upset about Wakanda stepping out into the world if he attacks a mining vessel and then they're accused of being Wakandans and it's like almost him entrapping the Wakandans to get the blame there and then being mad that they revealed themselves to the world. Exactly. You know, like, exactly. Kind of like a weird. Kind yeah. Of film there.
1: A couple of things in the chat. Roxy agrees with my theory, but she also says that Namor only care about his people. And then he made her queen for a reason, for except because I mean Shuri, which again parallels parallels.
0: I I think he did mean to kill Ramonda because he said he he makes that point. Once she's dead, he then looks at looks at Shuri and he goes, "You're queen now. (laughs) (laughs) He's your catch, Ronan." Yeah, he goes, (laughs) "You're the queen now," and he Mm -hmm. he wanted her to be queen because I think he felt that he probably could control her a little bit more. But this is going back to Monty's little bit of exposition again. Now, I like the idea that he was playing Cherie all along. Um, I like the idea that I, I still want to believe that he could have just turned that fight over at the end if he really wanted to. Um and that he wasn't duped into going into a desert and that he was 20 yards from the water. Or he could have just ran ones. away, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. could have just <laughs> run away, yeah. But I think a little bit of exposition at that end scene, because it was almost like, oh, they're gonna say it, they're gonna say it. And I was sitting there thinking, there's no way that she's got the better of him. And Then he kind of just didn't say it in that little end scene. He kind of did, but didn't. Like, he could have said, I let the girl believe that she, you know, got the better of us. You know, we need these allies or we need this. He could have just said something like that. And that would have got, that would have made me then personally go, oh, okay, good. He was in control this whole time. This is no more we're talking about. He's one of the Illuminati. You know, he is, look how powerful he is. Like, he can't just get walked over by Shuri like that. I'm sorry. I don't care that she's. Yeah, star of the movie when when
2: his people are literally about to kill all the Wakandans who are on the ship. I mean, they've got them all cornered, exactly, and they're all standing there like poking at them with spears, and they're all like, you know, all right, we're about to die. Right,
3: realistically, even T'Challa should get by a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that shouldn't even be a fight. That should be just a whooping.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not close. It shouldn't be
1: close. And the way way they appeared together to to stop the fight, saying we're not enemies anymore, we're friends, blah blah blah. Like I said, I think this has been his plan the whole time: was to find a worthy ally. Let, look, guys, let's let's keep this going because I
0: know yeah. we're we're restricted on time and we've got a, yeah. at least one more big thing yeah. to talk about before we go on. So, um, we, I think we're all kind of agreed on that we're upset about that. The more got yeah. <laughs> got, got beat by <laughs> Sherry, um, so so anyway, but yeah, so the move, movie finishes and then we get hit by this big mid credit scene. What is that going to mean yeah. going forwards? We have got yeah, Jari, well done, you were right. Yeah. I've got so to say, cool. I was, I kind of, I kind of like it and I don't like. It i like it because um it gives us I, I i didn't like it at first then when he said his name was t'challa i was like clever like that is clever. my haitian I, name is to saints <laughs> yeah. i like i like that i thought that was clever but then i'm sitting there thinking he's still only like seven like how are they gonna it actually has to be five winning? six years old yeah i mean okay yeah think, yeah they could probably round him up but yeah he's gonna be five or six because really? she, she left six years ago but um but okay, it's going to be at least 10 years
1: before we can get an adult T'Challa story. So, so that's why yeah. we worry about it. So that's where, first of all, it, it was interesting they said that, that T'Challa knew and Queen Ramonda knew. But mm-hmm. did Queen Ramonda knew when she went to Haiti to see uh, um, Napita, uh, Nakia before she came back? Or did she know the whole time there was a child there? Because well, that... she just showed up in Haiti, you know, one thing. Two... I think they they could possibly be playing him more on the young Avengers route. That's they're, what I they're, think they're gonna yeah, do is they're, they're, have they're, him on the young yeah, Avengers. Sure. There's a there's a cartoon, um, next Avengers a cartoon movie. It, it, I think I booth to my flying as mm-hmm. flag as well, where he's on a young Avengers team. Yeah, it, it's a Zuri, it's Storm and Tala's son, but you can play some parallels there and build out him as a young Avenger so, yeah, and have him come him up through theory. that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I still had an issue with that though, because it means that you know we still because he's five right he's Mm -hmm. still like no matter what you do like you're still talking about probably a decade of of stuff almost we get time jumps oh it's another massive time jump like yeah it's it's gonna be a solid decade before we even have a t'challa again and and that like i don't know that that didn't work well for me but what what i did like was they got the it's like they got the uh i love cone you, you know that uh that video didn't that kid remind you of him are yeah, like, so yeah. much i was like wow they got that I, I love core kid blew up and I, I, I realized it wasn't him but
1: did uh do you also notice too with them saying you know five six years they've been there that actually proves that nakia and him were not snapped mm-hmm. or the blipped. they were not yeah. part of the blip to snap because they were there the whole time
2: well, and she also says that T'Challa had, like, put plans in place before he had passed to, like, take mm-hmm. care of the child and mm-hmm. he didn't want the child, like, influenced by the throne, which kind of makes me, like, believe that maybe one day we're going to get this parallel where, he'll, where he will be like Killmonger and he will go back for the throne, but he'll be, like, the kind and compassionate ruler. The anti-Killmonger. Yeah, versus the one that we saw. And that's why I think we got Killmonger in this film, too, is to kind of remind us, like, Sure, he sees him and she's like you know listening to him so you got to take care of business you got to take care of business like that's just how things are so kind of yeah. remind us of him a little bit With,
3: which side note you know it, it's one thing that i felt was under highlighted that i'm really glad that they made like a nod to it in this movie was how t'challa in the comics is like the fifth or sixth smartest person in all of marvel like mm. he's absolutely and they they kind of don't speak to that that much he's like he's not dumb at all but he like they don't highlight his intelligence like that. But the fact that he was planning ahead like that, and then the fact that Shuri at one point in the movie is like, "Oh, I learned everything I know from my brother." Mm-hmm. That really like yeah. I, I was like, "Oh, thank you." you know like mm-hmm. they gave him that respect because like it was kind of disappointing that they never really leaned on that. Because like if you really read comics, like there's so many times where like like they'll be in the middle of a fight and that Black Panther just sit like this, and they say, ah. and then he like figures out the 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 problem and he yeah gets yeah yeah through off his intelligence while everyone's like getting beat up like <laughs> he's, he's really a brilliant mind more he than does it. do that
0: he does do that a lot doesn't he actually now yeah. you said that i never even remembered that but he does do that a lot he always sort of sits back and evaluates the situation goes why don't we all do this and everyone goes yeah that's a really good idea yeah.
2: and <laughs> and and that scene where namor first appears to the queen and shuri i feel like in that moment she's about to reveal to shuri when shuri's upset that he has a child Yep. Like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's like almost that. That's like what, that is what she
3: she was about to say something. Yeah. I bet. yeah that is exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what she was gonna. Say. And because remember
2: she said Ramunda Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yep. And and so that's exactly what she was gonna say Yeah. That's exactly and, what that. And was.
2: she's trying to give Shuri like some sort of like yeah he's not here but he lives on still like kind of right. like one of those arguments I feel like and then Namor just sidelines that whole conversation out of nowhere and. He's, it's but very much that, that whole, Shuri's whole attitude though
0: is, is not one that, that sort of sits in Wakanda very well, is it? Because they also, they all talk about, um, death not being the end, you know, and she it doesn't think she points. was saying, yeah, she was sort of saying, no, he's gone. He's not here. That wasn't T'Challa. That wasn't, that wasn't the, that wasn't his hand. That was just the wind. You know, she's, she's very logical where yeah, well, obviously, yeah. you know, the whole, the rest of Wakanda is all very much, spiritual isn't it yeah um, and that's why they even said do you even believe in the in the uh, ancestral plane she was like no you know mm-hmm. uh, and until she actually goes there so um you know that was that's interesting to see her transition throughout that movie into seeing ramonda at the end when she needed to see her the green um, process yeah that's it yeah and that was just a really interesting uh movie and actually when you look at it like that that whole movie was just about um were well, not just about, but there was a big part of that movie that was about Shuri's lack of grieving and then her opening up to grieving.
1: So now that we we just discussed that, do we think Mon- Monty, you've been a big uh proponent of recast T'Challa, right? You know, passes mm-hmm. away Do we think that the way they're handling this now with the prince and him being T'Challa, we're still going to have T'Challa? You know, it might not be the same T'Challa, but he could be young avenger you know they could do a time jump yeah. secret wars could change some things but at least now you know we're at least could get some reminiscence of the illuminati with namor with with t'challa we're not going to have tony stark obviously but doctor strange we could have some resemblance of a of a illuminati as well what are your thoughts on th- they're taking this route so from from the perspective i mean i was very
3: pleased with the movie from the perspective of honoring Chadwick and T'Challa's legacy, I still was not satisfied with the going forward because as it stands, right. Cause you kind of got, you, you like, you can kind of speculate on what they may or might do and time jumps and all these sorts of things. But you know, when it comes down to it, you have to kind of work with what's there right yeah, now, what we've, got, yeah. what we've got and what we've got right now is a five-year-old. Right? So, so that means like barring some, a bunch of crazy things happening he's not gonna be relevant for like a decade 10 years at least you know like and, and and that's them saying like that's their you know i think that's marvel very much make, putting their line in the sand saying no we're not recasting him yeah the story's he's, over yeah you know conversation's done you'll get him eventually but it's gonna be a way long time from now so just out of your head sure he's black Panther. we'll do maybe do something else with it you know whatever but like I don't know, man. For me, it was just you. They went through this whole process of like, they, like Phase Four, like they went and, and painstakingly created the best possible mechanism to replace <laughs> characters, and then they were like, "Nope, not going to use." <laughs> you know, like, come on, on. like, like you could have been like, I had an alternate kind of way for how this movie goes, where like, you know, Namor and and his people are actually from an alternate earth. And then they attack Wakanda. Wakanda, had, in that reality, maybe their Shuri invented interdimensional travel. You know, maybe the oceans were, you know, being uh, were were being exploited, and were way worse off than they are in our world. And then they had to do that as a desperation move, and go on. And then they end up in our world, and then they have this bitter taste in their mouth for humanity because coming from another world where they see humanity doing the same stuff here. And then, you know, them coming from this other world, like, you know, you could have done that and then you could have had a situation where, you know, maybe that attack that they launched against Wakanda killed everyone except for T'Challa. Hmm. So now you have a T'Challa who follows that. That's why it's like, like, like the incursion thing.
1: Exactly
0: what I said. Like Yeah, you've got a world here that mm-hmm. has got everything but a T'Challa and then you've got a T'Challa over here that has, that, no, we'll that has got no world. Yeah, Black, yeah, Black Widow and What If? Exactly. Correct. they yeah. yeah. they already exactly done. done it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they lived, they literally and, could do it, and, and, and that was just, and and I know it was a cartoon, and I know Nat- uh, Natalie Portman. What's her um, name <laughs> Scarlett Scarlet Scarlet Johansson. Johansson? I know, yeah. I know that Scarlett Johansson hasn't passed away. I know that, but that was really touching, actually. Yeah. In What If, yeah. even yeah. even in What If, even in a cartoon, I thought yeah. that was really touching, and and I think it could have just been just as touching in this, and I think that. They could have done it where they got somebody who didn't look anything like Chadwick Boseman, so we wasn't confused that they were trying to replace six one six to Charla. But you know, I think uh, I think let's let's stop going on about that now because I think you're right, Money. I think that does draw a line in the sand that they're not going to recast that to yeah. Charla. We're yeah. not going to get yeah. Charla mm-hmm. until that boy is you know
1: he's old enough to be an adult. But- one last thing what if they could do one of two things what if they could push time through little Tichal to make him older quicker <laughs> no seriously i mean or, they, did it.
3: they did it in the, yeah
1: in, in, in the the game. yeah so they could push time through him some way to make him older one way two yeah, that's him man so yeah the him being conce- they could say something with something with the herb him being conceived on the herb i know this This probably happened before with other children with even T'challa that makes him age faster possibly to become older quicker maybe you know they could yeah. do some interesting things here in the mcu to get him instead of doing time jumps to push time through him in different ways
2: take they some also, old man cap's years and give them to him
0: yeah you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> try those years yeah oh, can you imagine
0: if they, the if, yeah. if they they pushed they pushed age through a child. Can you imagine the the outrage that that would cause? Yeah. Like child abuse outrage. But but we saw with
1: Scott, we saw a baby, we saw a well, saw an old man. So that was,
0: that was Scott going to a baby. Yeah. That was funny. Man.
3: No, but he grows older too.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Fine, but that's he still funny because he's an adult. But if you yeah. know, take take years away from a nine year old child and make him a man so that he can go and fight a war, Shazam. that's Shazam. a Sam. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. that's yeah. true. Shazam. Yeah, that is true. But um look We've got to wrap this up in the next few minutes. Um, So let's just give, let's just each of us go through, give a little overview on what we thought about it. Um, I'll go first because I'm on the left of the screen, so I'm going to go first. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought that it was, I thought there were some fantastic elements in it. I thought Winston Duke was amazing. I thought Tenok Huerta was amazing. I thought Angela Bassett was amazing. Um, I wanted. I want to see more of uh, Tenok Huerta. I can't wait to see more of him. I thought he was... um, mesmerising actually as Namor. Um I thought that uh, the set pieces were really well done. I thought the action was excellent. I thought Namor's fighting style was amazing and I can't wait to see more of that. Um however I was to be honest hugely disappointed with the way it ended with Namor seemingly rolling over um for, for Shuri. Um, however hopefully that can be corrected. But that my those were my sort of final thoughts on it, and it was a nice tribute to Chadwick. However, I felt I just felt something was for me something was missing. But uh, I I I may think differently about that as time goes on. Monty, what do you think?
3: Uh, bittersweet is my kind of best uh, one word uh, way to sum it up. I mean, you just had so many like you had this amazing tribute to to Chadwick Boseman to Chala and that legacy, but then you also had you know those little things. There's like so many little tweaks that could have made that movie a lot more coherent, a lot more, uh, you know, smooth and could have made a lot more, uh, thematic and and narrative, uh, sense. Um, Queen Ramunda dying, that sucks. Like don't get her any, any more now in the, uh, in the MCU, except maybe in like little, you know, uh, scenes in the, you know, when they visit the ancestors after taking the herb or something like that. So, so she's gone. That's bittersweet um you know just just a lot of um it it was a great movie but uh it's a top it's maybe top three in phase four but it's barely if if at all top 10 of all the marvel movies I, i don't know if i even put it in the top 10 for me um i i i wanted more but at the same time i do understand the fact that you know it's not been done before where a movie loses its main character and then they make the sequel anyway so it, i think this is about as good mm. as it could have been done this is almost as good as it could have been you know considering that really major so, Alex. so yeah. I you.
2: uh so i mean i really liked this movie um i felt like some of the pacing issues for it yep. for me though was the fact that they would take pacing. a little bit too long on some things where they didn't really need to take too much length and then on some things they really needed to stretch it out and they just made it really short i think that goes back to what monty was saying about like there's just a few little things where they could have like crossed some t's and dot some i's and made this thing look like a little bit better um overall i do think it was a really solid movie like i shed some tears for the chadwick boseman um funeral um singing with with t'challa but i i and i don't know why but like i got like i was really hit hard by when queen ramonda died and mm. like i was like whoa like i did not expect that like right then like caught off guard like you know um overall i do think this is a pretty solid film in phase four yeah um uh, like um, I think it's one of the better phase for films, um, in comparison to some things, but yeah, I mean, I, I would rate this film pretty high, at least, uh, probably like an eight, at least, yeah. you know, like, um, cool. Yeah. I over to you. Uh, cool. things in the
1: chat real quick. Uh, Roxy, Kevin likes to keep it simple. Uh, good point there, but Jimmy has a really good point here. Remember there was a lot of delays in filming, so definitely some things were rushed. I never thought they would make this november date successfully because you had shuri getting hurt so you know there's some mm-hmm. things there but i'm not going to repeat everything you guys said um i pretty much agree with all you guys said i don't really do the ratings or rankings that kind of stuff but for me i loved it it hit all the check boxes for me i think a little bit of nuance in connecting the dots would have gone a long way to make this even better than it was mm-hmm. um you know i'm so glad that we have resolution to how they're going to handle uh t'challa um you know, two years, we've been talking about that. And I, I'm glad that I happened to be a child because I've been saying that. Um, but uh, but yeah, just some connections and some nuance would have put this over the top for me. Um, like, for example, the whole space in- Inquisition, they could have tied Eternals and yep. Telecon right there with that one okay. scene. Um, since we had that in, in uh, Eternals. But yeah, I loved it. I'll probably go see it. I'll, I'll, we'll go see it again. Um, I'm looking forward to what, what they do next because the closing thing was the Black Panther will return which one who will be in you know the world building of Wakanda that Ryan Coogler is in charge of. I'm looking so forward to that. Yeah, excellent. Good stuff. Um, Monty, it was a pleasure
0: having you back on. Thank you for coming on and talking about Black Panther. Thank Wars. you for I'm having
1: me, guys. I, yeah. I love talking about it.
3: and I love talking to you. So no worries. Thank you very much. And, you. And,
0: and Jonathan's there is just uh, just logged on. Hi, Jonathan. Uh, you're, you're about two hours too late, though, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can catch us back up on... The, on where can I catch us, Jared?
1: uh the the twitch replay uh youtube uh facebook page facebook groups uh twitter as well or trovo lovely and uh
0: hopefully once we've got it all uploaded on all your audio channels as well um alex Joan it's been a pleasure um we'll see you next time take care guys thank you thanks Monty.
3: Cheers.
1: for her